Welcome everyone to 1.21 and Flux. I am Peter and joining me on this this epic movie discussion is Matt. I was going to be the Apex Predator, but it looks like Tim beat me to it. And uh, Tim is, uh got his hair over his face. He's always in a shampoo commercial now. What's, what's going on? <laughs> is he worth it? Maybe he's worth it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I actually just mixed up two things because it's maybe it's you Maybelline. Did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. You know what? And that's it's fine. makeup. Okay. Anyway, yes, uh, we're here to talk about movies. Uh, we're going to talk about Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. If you're expecting Connor, Connor is uh, still without a computer. He'll be back on content soon. We promise. Um, but uh, this will be obviously both a movie review on the YouTube channel, Mail Plus TV, but it'll also be going out on the Comics from the Multiverse. Uh, DC Comics podcast feed, uh, which me and Matt and Connor do, because it's relevant to your comic booking interests. So, mm -hmm. uh, Tim, you're technically on the comic book podcast <laughs> this week. You excited? Get me out of here. Don't, <laughs> don't talk about Hellboy. <laughs> Ooh, actually, that reminds me. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course it does. Uh, so, we'll start spoiler-free, as we always do. We're here to talk about Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, the sequel, which was scheduled to come out a full year ago, and by all accounts was ready to go. It was shelved for a year. In fact, Patty Jenkins has spoken about how she regrets it being pushed in the first place. Uh, and not just because once they pushed it for whatever reason it was, then the pandemic pushed it again for them multiple times until we ended up here in December uh, with the Christmas release. But uh, here we Did are. Did you guys not go out to the theater to see this? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I went in a hazmat suit, Tim. Yes, hazmat suit. Uh, so we'll start by the free. I made a, oh. I made a wish uh, that I could watch this on the big screen, but then I immediately regretted it. What do you yeah. wish? What do you wish? I'll tell you this: if Maxwell Lord at any point in this movie had actually said "as you wish" after someone made a wish, I'd be rating it at least two points higher when we get to the end but of this. You, but you don't like Princess Bride. That's not. A, that's a Wishmaster reference, Matt. How dare you? It's also as you wish. It's also Princess Bride. No, no. It's Wishmaster one, two, three, and four. Uh, the hit horror franchise. Yeah, <laughs> can't be more than two things. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, it's just like this movie. So, <laughs> yes, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four set in nineteen eighty four, and all of the can of worms that might open, given that it's supposed to be set before other things that it's connected to. But that's a discussion we'll have later. No. We'll, we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll have that later, right? We'll basic go. basic premise of the film, 1984, uh, Diana uh, ends up in the middle of things. She's working at a museum as a mm -hmm. archaeologist slash something. Yeah, she's other. a cultural anthropologist, so I think it's a there good look go. for Wonder Woman because, like, we've sense. seen her being an, an, yeah, she's been an ambassador in the comics and um, she's worked with the government in different capacities. But she's never been a cultural anthropologist or an archaeologist, which makes sense considering her origin. Like, mm -hmm. you know, so no. yeah. makes sense. Is it, isn't uh, it a bit like cheating though? Because she she can like you know do all she has all this knowledge that she's like, but she was there, like she, you know, well, <laughs> she was on Themyscira for all those years, and then That's she's true. only she's only been in in our world for seventy now. Because I saw people complaining about, oh, how would Diana know about Rome? I was like, well, <laughs> she's lived here since the 1920s. So she, she, she's, lived here, she's lived here longer than most of the population of Earth. Right. <laughs> so I'm sure she's done some light reading about the rise and fall of Rome. I people, mean, yeah. like, 
how much have some of us learned in 30 years she's been here for 70 years like <laughs> I, I feel like she'd right. pick it up she'd pick it up anyway mm -hmm. so the i like that that's like someone's only complaint <laughs> like everything else no, no, no. great that was that was one of the complaints I saw. I was just like, "All right, get out of here with this." Oh, this is going to take a while. So the plot of the movie, the premise of the movie, is there's a magic stone that it comes oh. into the museum, <laughs> the MacGuffin. Now, before before I start making fun of this, right, I will acknowledge I am aware that this stone is from the comic books. It does exist in DC Comics lore. I know that before anyone starts picking this apart. Doesn't right? Doesn't doesn't mean it needed to be the. MacGuffin for a movie that has other, you know, venues. The, the most MacGuffin and MacGuffin that ever MacGuffin. This is like such a yes. MacGuffin <laughs> that I can't believe how MacGuffin it is throughout the film. They could have called it the MacGuffin Stone, and it would have been. <laughs> <laughs> could have done. And Maxwell Lord, the slimy bastard that he is, wants his hand on this stone because it grants wishes, and that leads us down our path. Also, Barbara Minerva's around, who will become Cheetah, and that's also something we'll talk yeah. about. Uh, but before we get to the nitty gritty. Uh, before we get to that, obviously the other big thing from the trailer is that somehow Steve Trevor <laughs> is back and that sort of, you know, reunion with Diana is also a big part of the movie. So, basic gist there, we'll try and keep this as spoiler-free as possible until mm -hmm. I give the spoiler warning, but it is time to give our general kind of feelings uh, on, on the movie. Uh, I'm going to start with Matt. Matt, mm -hmm. just simple, you know, a couple of sentences. How do you feel mm -hmm. about Wonder Woman it's 84? It's fine. It's not the worst movie as I've seen people call it. It's certainly not fantastic as other people have called it. It's it's fine. It actually weirdly feels like a comic movie from like the two thousands, but in a good way, you know, like in a good way. Not in this. Yeah. So like, very good movies from the two thousands. Yeah, like the superhero-y type where it was like, hey, look, we're a superhero movie. But I feel like who's ever in charge over there, I feel like is sometimes embarrassed their superhero movies. Because we don't, in neither of these, because I just watched the first one again for the first time since theater. She's not called Wonder Woman once mm -hmm. in either. So I'm like, and then I'm trying to think like in Man of Steel, he only really gets called Superman once or twice. So yeah. it's almost like they're embarrassed of their source material, which they shouldn't be. Because there's some very comic booky elements, like the first her first appearance in, in the beginning of this, like it felt like sure. it was from a, from a, a movie of that era, not, not just yeah. the eighties, but yeah, before the Marvel kind of came up and, and made things like sleeker and, you know, fit everything into little nook and granny. We'll, 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 um, yeah, we'll, we'll dive into the stuff. Cause I, I, there's specific sections that I want to tackle that I think offer mm -hmm. their own problems and positives. Tim, what mm -hmm. are your general feelings on the movie? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I do agree with some of, uh, uh, well, actually, no, I, I would say I agree with, uh, most of what Matt said, but I do think, uh, unfortunately I'm actually going to be, um, uh, pretty heavily on the negative scale on this one. I honestly, I, I thought it was pretty bad. I think it's, um, it's way too bloated. It's so long. There's so much stuff you can cut. Um, I, I don't think, I feel like, uh, you know, that you didn't need like both villains and i i i feel like um you know uh cheetah to me who i, I think was the more interesting character I, I feel like it's you know cut pretty short uh in this she movie. gets venomed I, tim she gets venomed yeah, yeah that's a good way to put it yeah I, I mean yeah i was gonna say she doesn't like not enough to be called cheetah 
Like, does she just yeah. Barbara Ann? Like, no, totally. She gets yeah. no development. There's no time. We'll talk. I mean, we'll talk no. about it. But... Yeah. And uh, I, I think the whole um, the uh, I, I, I mean, I'm trying not to be too spoilery, but I think basically the third act. The, yeah, almost. Is it just the third act? Because well, I mean, it feels like pretty much half the movie. Once all the wishing stuff really comes okay, into play, yes, once I the thought, yes, <laughs> I thought that was so dumb, and uh, and I do kind of miss like because uh, like you were you were saying like you know superhero movies from the early two thousands. I do kind of miss that because like, <laughs> I like that they were they felt a little bit smaller scale and they were more like one and done and stuff. So I do mm-hmm. like some of that feeling to it, but. Um, it also felt like it was taking kind of the bad elements of that, though, too, yeah. where, like, stuff goes so off the rails, and I thought it was really cheesy, and um, and then there's also just, like, random stuff that I thought, like, yeah, like, you know, it, it didn't, like, there's some, like, special effects and stuff I didn't think, like, looked really mm-hmm. great, and um, I don't uh, <laughs> also, like, I mean, uh, I hate even getting into it, like, too, too much but like i thought there was like some weird like racist stuff in it too which oh, there is. uh was kind of weird uh and the and, and i think like the the stuff that i did enjoy um and i, I think like Matt, you were kind of like talking about like the mm-hmm. more comic booky elements like mm-hmm. when she's in her costume and running around and fighting i i think that stuff is fun but there's like so little of it like it mm-hmm. honestly i don't even think this really feels like a wonder woman movie like well, uh, it feels yeah. like '70s Wonder Woman, where she traded in her costume yeah. for a pantsuit. Sure. Yeah, and they did guess, this like mm. radical version of her, which for at the time is like okay, that's an an interesting take. But in like her second full feature, like, I kind of want to see her do yeah. the Actually, just, stuff more. Just on the yeah. costumes, I hate the gold suit with every fiber of my being. It looks like trash. Oh, it's, so, I, that's you're right, Tim. Uh, I was like, that that's the Kingdom Come costume, right? Yeah. But it, that's her. Like, was was that ever like a thing? Like other than Kingdom Come, though, mm-hmm. was that ever in the comics that she ever wear it or? Not, not that I. And again, I'm not a Wonder Woman scholar. Like my, the depths of mine really begin and end with Craig Rucka because that's like my favorite take. Me too. Uh, yeah. So like, um, not that I'm aware of, but I don't mind it because given the the reason through the movie. No, like, I mean, make that's clear. It's, it's, just the, it's not the conceptual thing with the yeah. suit. That I have a problem with. It looks like trash. The CG on it is terrible. Like so much of it is CG, even well, when she's just standing there. It looks com- compared to who she's fighting in that scene. I'll take that. Gold suit. <laughs> I mean, that. I just nine times out of ten. Uh, also, it's just it's just you know one color. It just doesn't is it. It's just not as uh, interesting as the regular colors of the outfit. Which, as Tim pointed out, we only get to see maybe like three scenes in the whole Two movie. Or three times. Yeah, yeah like yeah. it's really spread but out. I will say compared to because again I just watched the first one. I appreciate how vibrant the colors are in this one. It's not like that dark and drab. It, it feels one. like it's gotten away from the Snyder look of the universe, mm-hmm. which I guess yeah. is one of the few positives I'd give it. Which, to get on to my yep. general feelings... Well, wait, mm-hmm. uh, uh, wait, two last... Qu- okay. Sorry, uh, just two more quick <laughs> things. I, I do just kind of want to uh, finalize uh, real quick, uh, and then <laughs> we'll, we'll hear you. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> And then, and, and for the record, too, I, I guess, I don't know if we really talked about it, but I actually like the first one woman movie quite a bit uh so that's, I, I don't want to sound like i'm coming out of like you know no i or something, but yeah um but, Matt, but why things... do you always slouch so much after i set up the cameras it's so annoying don't set up now i just put you up set back down. <laughs> you can say i'm the god of chaos <laughs> but uh two things 
one of which uh, I, I think is probably going to make Matt mad, but I'll, I'll, I'll start off with the, the safer uh, thing first, mm-hmm. which is uh, I don't understand why this is in 1984. Like, to me, there was absolutely, they don't, like, play with the time setting at all. Like, there's no 80s music. There's, like, a few jokes here and there, but they really don't feel like they're taking advantage I... of the setting. I, I disagree because of what the message of the movie is and how it plays in, which we'll get into with the spoilery aspects. Because okay. mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like the setting of 84, it's really key in, in American development towards a certain way. Uh, I, I and think, I feel it played with that well. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I can see that, but also, though, I don't feel like the movie really reflects it that much. Like, if you know about history and stuff, I can mm-hmm. see making parallels into that working, but... I mean, I don't know. I'm not a history major. Like, it's not yeah, something that really stood out to me. Not with that haircut. It, it leads to, <laughs> I think that leads to a broader complaint about the storytelling that I'll get to a bit later, but yeah. I, then, yes. Second uh, point. The, all right, so the second point, which uh, I'm sorry, Matt, you, uh, <laughs> you're going to probably reach through the internet and strangle oh, me, but dear. Uh, I just, I don't understand the appeal of Chris Pine. I think he <laughs> is... I think he's so <laughs> I, I think he's so boring and I, I think he he's definitely a lot better in the first movie, but here he really felt like he was phoning it in and I just felt like um I don't understand why they if, if you're gonna bring him back at least I think do like more interesting stuff with them and at least have like a reason. I, I think ultimately the point of him being back was kind of pointless and, and dumb. And um mm-hmm. yeah. Did yeah, I enjoy it? His I... eyes freaked me out too. <laughs> I did like his performance in this though, like, especially in the scene where he's putting everything together. I thought he's he's really charming and funny, like, and he doesn't get to be that because in the first one he's this self-serious pilot spy, which I've never heard ever, but you know, <laughs> except in, in that comic book movie. And here though, I felt like he got to like just be a little bit goofier and have more fun, uh, which yeah. these movies desperately need because. Yeah. I mean, when I think about the ones I, like, want to watch again, there's not a lot of them. I, um, I agree. I think it would have worked better for me if, I don't know, that felt like, I don't know, if it was woven into the movie more naturally. But I think because of everything going on, it just always felt like an afterthought. Like, it'd be like, oh, yeah, we forgot that these two are doing stuff. Let's have them say something really yeah, funny real quick. felt tacked on. It's a lot. This, this movie, yeah. and not just with the runtime or whatever, because weirdly I didn't feel the runtime in this one like I did in the first. But there's a lot going on, and you do lose characters for big chunks. Whereas almost like this would have been fine if it was like a three episode miniseries on HBO Max, but it's not. It's a movie. It's cohesive. Yeah. So well, to get to my general thoughts, then uh, my 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 trying to try to tell you both to just give me a couple of quick sentences <laughs> clearly backfired immensely. Um, so I, my, everything I said was one run, run on sentence. Yeah, of course, yes. A lot of, yes. Lot of co- <laughs> colons and commas, and yeah. yes, yes, yes. Uh, so as I'm watching it, right, the, the first like 20, 30 minutes, not even 30, just 20 minutes, right? So the opening sort of cheesier stuff, I'm like, okay, this is a little bit of a weird tone, like whiplash, because the first movie and the rest mm-hmm. of the in-universe movies don't feel anything like this. But I can kind of appreciate what it's doing. As it went on, though, the pacing of this movie, like the... Like Act One feels like it lasts forever. It's like we're like way over an hour of the movie before we even start to even think about progressing the plot because we're so in- we have so much stuff to introduce that mm-hmm. it takes so long to get there. And I I couldn't believe that despite the fact that it's two and a half hours, it feels like it has this weird unique charm 
of somehow having so much time yet and yet having everything feel underdeveloped and i, I can't imagine mm-hmm. how it pulled that off i mean i suppose the quick answers are just too much it's, stuff in it but yeah regardless sometimes it, it feels overwritten but at other times it feels underwritten you're like how can you do that so like, so to sum it up the more i've thought there's a couple of scenes that i like or a couple of ideas that i like but I felt very conflicted when I finished it, and the more I've thought about it in the last like day and a half since I watched it, uh, the more I've disliked it, and to the point where I'm basically saying this movie's a goddamn mess, and <laughs> it's it's actually kind of like is it's like how do I compare? It, it, it does have a lot of two thousands movies in it, and I I, I think mm-hmm. in the bad ways, not in the good ways. Um, I think there are problematic elements. Tim brought up the racism. I also think there's a couple of weird sexual assault things in this movie, which we'll get to. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, once we get to spoilers, don't let me forget that, because there's, there's, yeah. a, there's yeah. a... couple. There's a couple of things. Um, and then on top of that, I do think that it, it it seems to return to this time where the villains have no weight behind them. There is almost nothing... I mean, Maxwell Lord gets a decent amount of time, but I don't really feel like he ever really sold me. Like, his crux, his like emotional crux of the film mm-hmm. that it tries to play up towards the end i'm like you didn't like set this up enough i, I don't care about this relationship but you, no it still, was, shut up it was it was too little too late yeah um i yeah sh- sh- the, it feels like you're waiting long stretches between the action which is fine if the, the plot's interesting or whatever but it feels like a series of comic book movie tropes and cliches that some of which i thought we'd left long behind and um, i was glad to think they were gone some of which just seemed to be persisting no matter what I, yeah, I, I I came out of this being like, how how is it like? Okay, this, this, I will say this: it doesn't feel like it's infected by the Snyder world, right? It doesn't. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> I think it makes all its own mistakes and it makes all its own problems, <laughs> and it doesn't quite character assassinate anyone the way that Batman v Superman does. But to be mm-hmm. honest, in terms of like grading how much of a mess it is, it's not that much better. It's a little better than Batman v Superman. Yeah, but like. I don't ever want to see that again. I've seen it twice, and that's that's twice too many. Oh, I want to see this again. I, I, if this is on, I don't like you know. In, in a couple of years, it's on TBS or whatever. I'll flip it on for a couple things. It's nothing where I'm like, get it off my TV, like some of the other stuff. So, mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I just a lot of elements of it. A lot of the characters are overstuffed. I think Cheetah is done dirty. And not just because of the amount of screen time. I don't think, like, part part of the charm of the characters in the, in the comics is that Wonder Woman is friends with Barbara, and there is a, mm-hmm. a bond there. In this movie, that all boils down to one like lunch date. Like that's all they ever have before yeah. things start going and, and it awry. Doesn't to, it doesn't have to be that way because you could, like, who knows how long they've been working at the same museum, right? Like right, they could yeah. be friends. Like there's, and that's the maddening thing for me the most in this. There are little tweaks that they could have made that I don't know why they didn't. And again, I'm not a professional screenwriter or anything like that, but if I'm sitting here from my couch going, it's right in front of you. So so the friendship's underdeveloped. I think her character's underdeveloped. Uh, She basically boils down to the old trope of, oh, she's ugly (laughs) because she wears glasses. Oh my God, she took her glasses off. Look at how gorgeous I am now. That is funny. (laughs) Oh my God. That works backwards. It's a stupid trope. It's a stupid trope, but it's honestly like I was getting big Michelle Pfeiffer vibes. I just watched Batman Returns. Returns. 
yeah, I, I, I did definitely feel that too. Like, I actually, I do like. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, Matt. Okay. Wait, oh, so, no. so wait, does, no, that, no, does no. that mean Maxwell Lord Christopher Walken in this then if we're following the Batman Returns <laughs> plot? You know what? This version of Max, not the comic book version, I think Walken could have had a lot of fun with. Oh, sure. I mean, yeah. He's a little old now. I'm like, like um, what's this Stephen King? Uh, the Dead Zone Walken? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that Walken is Maxwell Lord? Holy shit. I, I, I believe that when Christopher Walken's talking to me that he is convincing me to do something against my will because that's just how he talks. So I think he would go hand yeah. in hand with a telepath. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. um, I, I do, uh, since we are talking about like a, a barber though, I do just want to say uh, I actually like uh, Kristen Wiig quite a bit and I thought... Yeah, me too. Um, uh, and I thought she did a pretty good job uh, like, you know, towards the beginning where she was like... Uh, like, I, I thought she played it well as kind of the like you know nervous insecure um like doctor uh, i i do think the world around it like kind of like you were saying it did feel a little too amped up where it's like everyone is just like who are you like why would we ever talk to you why would we ever notice you like what you're yeah. so forgettable and it's yeah. like yeah. <laughs> so trope get out of here uggo yeah, <laughs> and her progression, yeah, her progression's so <laughs> annoying. And the reason why she becomes, you know, quote unquote cheetah is just so like rushed, so they can fit it in the movie, which I, is why it feels venomized to me. As yeah, I as was... a cheetah fan, hold on, Tim, hold on, real quick. Uh, I was just say, as as a cheetah fan, I was very disappointed in this origin, and not because it's not from One Woman Issue Eight by Greg Rucka and <laughs> but just because it feels like this could have been any villain. Like, this could have oh, been yeah. any... It didn't have that, to be Cheetah. There's yeah, that, no reason that, that she becomes Cheetah. This feels like Venom, or it feels like Electro from Amazing Spider-Man 2. It feels like yeah. any of these bad I, superhero villains. <laughs> but at least Electro had his birthday forgotten by Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I kid you not, I was like 99.9% sure at some point she we were going to hear her say, I wish I was a Cheetah. Well, actually, like, okay, so this isn't really spoilery, right? I think that's we can talk about this in spoiler free, but I, th- I think it's worth mentioning that there's no transformation of her into Cheetah that's gradual in the film. She's just all of a sudden a Cheetah in the final act with Again, no reason. There's no reason for it to be a Cheetah. It could have literally been any kind of monster. And it, it looks, she could have been Crocodile Woman. <laughs> she and did say she liked Cheetah Print. She did say that at yeah. one point. That, that, that was it. She looked at the shoes. Diana's walking around in Cheetah Print high heels, and she's like, ooh, I like those shoes. That is your origin. That is yeah. why she's a Cheetah. Because the, the thing is, the Cowboy character is so like nuanced i think at least with the better writers i mean i talk about greg ruck and stuff like yeah, that where yeah, it's this even... it's like so much of it's this fight to like her to regain her humanity and like mm-hmm. you, you can change why she becomes cheetah in a movie i won't mm-hmm. really care as long as i actually care about the character and the idea that like they're fighting for her humanity and that never yeah. even remotely and, is there and the fact that that she has a familiarity with diana like it could be in some versions it's a rivalry where like she just doesn't mm-hmm. like wonder woman existing because it you know it steps on what she's trying to do versus the the newer one which like pete said is a little bit more nuanced and there's a tragedy to the character that mm-hmm. i was expecting when you bring in kristen wig like she's more than just a funny actress like she has yep. pathos and stuff so i really expected to get the tragic barbara ann where you're sitting there and when you see her do the transformation 
especially from the trailer when you hear Gal go, "Oh, Barbara, what have you done?" Like I think like, I, you're setting me up for that, and then for it to just happen, yeah, you know, I felt wrong. That line you brought up there's a good that, that makes it sound like she really cares about Barbara, and I'm sure she does yeah. to a point, but like it doesn't. You don't feel that relationship in the movie. It's um, it's really not there. They're like barely work acquaintances, and and I know this is me picking it. Her being a geologist, and that's why they bring her in versus an anthropologist or an archaeologist or whatever. Again, it's one of those things like, why did we change it? Just did you change it just to change it because of a of a magic rock? Like I don't. <laughs> I, I did get a little happy though when she mentioned she's also a cryptozoologist. <laughs> I did like that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but now I, uh, I mean, I've I've read like, I, I mean, compared to other thing, other like you know books and characters, uh, I've read like you know I I wouldn't say I'm like a Wonder Woman scholar by any point, but I have like read like you know a pretty decent number of books. Uh, you know, and like when I think of Wonder Woman, like I think of like you know if you're thinking about like enemies, like Cheetah is like you know. I mean, number Top one, tier. like yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's, like, that's her big bad, that's yeah, her Joker. It, yeah, yeah, it's it's Ares, it's Cheetah, it's Kale at this point, yeah. uh, and then it's like, as we've joked on the show, like her collection of people she wants to help that happen to be <laughs> driven insane. You yeah. know, so, so you get your Silver Swans and like that, which yeah, man, you could have had Silver Swan in this movie. I mean, sure, it, my it, my my, be... my quick fix to like this would be okay you want movie two to be about maxwell lord as the villain fine what you do is is you introduce barbara ann and let the friendship kind of spawn but don't turn around to cheat yeah. in this movie save that for number three you can tease it at the end tease it at the end that she's right. going to turn or something but right that makes sense. And, right and then and so since infinite crisis max lord's been kind of a wonder woman villain because of what yeah. happens because like can should i go into yeah. what happens in the comic for people that don't know uh i think i mean Yes, okay, so for those of you who don't so, know in the so, comic, Wonder yeah. Woman may or may not have, in a certain timeline, snapped Max Lord's neck. <laughs> because his whole motivation is, so he was introduced in the 80s Justice League comics as kind of like this used car salesman that kind of represents the Justice League, and he's like their human liaison, right? And he, he runs the business, and throughout time, he was just seen as this bumbling kind of guy. And then in the, the mid-2000s, as DC's rebooting stuff, Turns out that he's actually the secret telepath that's been running an organization that their whole goal is to put a check on superheroes, right? Imagine humanity. And um, like, imagine what? this Maxwell Lord. Like, if they tried to reveal in movie number three, he was secretly a telepath the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> imagine. Well, no, like, right. So I'm thinking we have Max Lord in the '80s, and like that's the era of Gordon Gecko and Excess, and like makes sense. Yeah. Right, and that's not what we get at all. Like, it's not even mm. like he's barely Max Lord. And under normal circumstances, I wouldn't compare or I wouldn't complain because I don't actually mind the changes to Max for what they want to do with the movie up until the last act where it completely unravels. Um, well, but yeah, well, yeah, like I thought, like you know, when he's first introduced, I thought, like, okay, this fits the character because, like you said, mm -hmm. yeah, he starts off like you know, when he's with like Justice League International and stuff, he's. Mm -hmm. You see him more as like a used car salesman kind of yeah. guy, like, and he does start off like that. You know, he's very sleazy and like, you know, he's kind of, you can tell he's like, you know, a bit of a con man kind of working angles. Mm -hmm. So to me, that fit. But then, yeah, yeah to turn him into, uh, yeah, this weird, uh, 
you know, again, Wishmaster. I don't get too spoilery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that to me, like didn't fit at all. Like I was like, I mean, it, and I, I don't mind when they make changes to the comic books. Like as long yeah, as stuff is kept like in well, character, but it feels out of character. Ultimately it serves the, the theme of the movie, which is why it doesn't bother me. I just, it gets so messy at the end. I just, I didn't care about his resolution. It, and that, yeah. that's a problem because when he's kind of the driving motivator for the rest of the movie, and you don't give him that fulfilling resolution, and he's just kind of there. And kind of spoilers, I instantly thought of Pete at the end because he becomes a like glowing <laughs> blue light. That they have to stop. There was no, yeah, there was no beam of blue light. I will say uh, yeah. before we get to spoilers, though, I will say the ending and his plot and the whole third act gave me serious Batman Forever vibes. Like I was getting serious uh, Riddler and Batman Forever plan vibes from that. Uh, yeah, it it, it and. So much of it felt very slapdash. It, it felt like it was made in a time like the 90s where superhero movies were just another movie that Hollywood was churning out and they didn't necessarily treat it with the reverence that some of the better superhero right. movies have had. And I felt that throughout this whole thing. And it's really sad because there's some moments in this movie that I really like, or I really like, because the, you know, the opening scene sort of in the mall where they tease that Wonder Woman's running around saving people and you don't quite see her, the camera's keeping her out of frame until their big reveal. And it's very colourful. And I, I, I'm almost convinced that mall's the same set as uh, Stranger Things Season 3. It looks very similar. I think so. Because I, I was talking to uh, Ashley about it. I go, you think they just found some dead mall or do you think there's like a dead mall that Hollywood has co-opted when yeah. they need to set decorate like the 80s because it's, it has the old bones? Because it did feel like the that mall. It was it was the cent- it was the central area where all the escalators looked. But like, again, it feels like I mean a lot of malls have a similar look, so it could also just yeah. be but you know, like, whatever. But but there's an area as, as someone that like when I travel, I like to go search out the old buildings because here in Vegas we knock everything down, right? So like when I've gone to Southern California and some of these malls that were built in the late seventies, early eighties, they have a different vibe than the current malls that are, are being built. And this one felt very much like that so yeah so maybe pete's right that they just found one that was similar and that's just the way it is but yeah. no it felt very much the same. but i i love the tierra toss which that, that sure. i think comes from the, yeah. the linda carter yeah. show which is super cool and like, they're having fun in that first scene and i got really hopeful yeah they do like, a couple okay, of times good. she's using the lasso in a fun way there is a lot of weird things here set in a movie just just to look at from the context of the shared universe for a mm-hmm. second even though it doesn't feel super relevant anymore but yeah. there is a couple of things where no one's supposed to know who she is in present day DCU because like, when she appeared in Batman v Superman, I was like, oh, who is this mm-hmm. mystery woman? But this movie, she's running around saving people in costume, uh, like... Causing international incidents. <laughs> yeah, and there's a big in thing, costume. which I, I can't spoil yet, but there's a big yeah. thing that doesn't really track with the you know the other movies that are set later, which we'll talk <laughs> yeah. about. You mean Warner Brothers didn't have a plan? <laughs> I would never claim such a thing, Matt. How, yeah. You know, how how do you? And, and again, I always feel like I have to predicate this being a DC fan who, who I enjoy more of the Marvel movies than I don't, right? Like, I, I like that brand. And not they didn't have to eat Marvel. Like, you don't have to have this 20-film right. structure, but you can let them be their own thing. And I just felt up until Shazam, they were all trying to fit into this mold that didn't fit each individual character. So I'm very happy that Wonder Woman 84 felt like uniquely its own thing. Like they took chances that I don't think they would have if Justice League had landed the way it was supposed to, you know? Like, uh, while that is true, it also has to be good. And I don't think this movie is true. at all. On its own merits, admittedly, as opposed to because it's tied to anything else. 
Um, if True. anything, if you do care remotely about the shared universe, this movie doesn't even seem even remotely concerned with tying to anything. Um, yeah. Which, you know, is fine. Whatever. I don't really care I about mean, that at this point. I'll, yeah, I, I mean, I'll, uh, I mean, this, this might, I don't know, it might be a little insulting or something, but like, I mean, one thing I'll give it is like, it's certainly memorable. Like, I, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, well, it is. And like, in, in the, the slog of superhero movies that come out, like, I much rather have something like this. Then you know I'm trying to think of one. I can't off the top of my head. Like you know the second Ant Man and Wasp or something or like uh, like you know not saying that it's like a bad movie or anything, but yeah. I just feel like it's very forgettable. It, like, because sure. it, it has to fit a formula that we're used to now with the Marvel movies or even yeah. like Doctor Strange. I much rather have this than Doctor sure. Strange, like yeah. because Doctor Strange <laughs> was another origin that was just kind of like yeah okay you're you're <laughs> underutilizing Mads Mikkelsen again like yeah. come on. Here, I don't feel any of the actors outside of some aspects of Barbara Ann, but are really misused because I really like Pedro Pascal as Max Lord. Now it's not technically the Max Lord I was expecting, but I didn't think he was I, bad. In the I, I think one of the biggest problems with this movie, actually, looking at it from a perspective of the cast, is that I think the reason why they insisted on bringing Payne back is because Gal Gadot is okay at what she does, but she's not really good enough to carry a movie on her own, and I think they wanted Payne back to help co-carry it. The problem is, is that the way he comes back is just shoehorned in, leads to a lot of problems, it feels tacked on, and on top yeah. of that though, the entire supporting cast, one of the better parts of the original movie, because of the time difference, they're all gone. So, there's no supporting cast for Wonder Woman. <laughs> they're, they're lu- if they're lucky, they're in a retirement home. Yes, if they're lucky. <laughs> you know? Um, which, which, yeah. They should have brought Should've in uh, Ferdinand. <laughs> Yeah, well, again, like, this would be the movie to bring in a yeah. Minotaur. Well, he's not a Minotaur. I forget what he is exactly is. Cause it's not yeah, great, yeah, it's but, a different thing. Yeah, to bring in the, the Minotaur chef that works at the museum. Which, But I, I did like Wonder Woman. You know, they relocated her from London to D.C., or uh, to Washington, D.C. Um, and then... As opposed to what, Boston, D.C.? <laughs> no, because I DC like comics. Like, okay. I just had to okay. Like, right. clarify. Okay. You know. Um so um I did like that she went to work for the Smithsonian because I think when she was introduced in BBS, they tried to read that movie, she is like some type of like antique dealer. She, yeah, or antiques or maybe an art dealer or something like that. Yeah. She, there was that yeah, kind of right? field. So, yeah. So I do like that tie that Diana does have an appreciation for art and like that's part of what she protects and even down to when the armor gets introduced, you know, it's like this focal. I'd, I'd, follow, I'd probably expand it and say she's a, she's a fa- or she's interested in preserving culture. I'd say that's what she's yeah, particularly right, into. and that's yeah, that's that's actually a really good. Like, I'm surprised they haven't used that in the comics at this point, mm. you know. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as other spoiler-free stuff goes, uh, Cheetah is by far the worst visual effect, but there are a couple of dodgy ones that uh, stick out for mm-hmm. sure. There's a there's a weird quick running effect which I think uh, they could do with never using it again. <laughs> I really feel like they were testing out the Flash, and we're like, okay, we don't have to use this, uh, like you know. The plot does have some really stupid moments in it as well. Some really weird leaps in logic. There's some just dumb movie stuff that feels Michael Bay esque and how stupid it is at times. Um, in fact, there's actually one of the things that's really stupid. You can almost directly tie, uh, in a way, to a scene from Transformers Reve- uh, Revenge of the Fallen. Uh, because it's actually set in the same place. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's a lot of just absurd, stupid movie stuff in this. And 
it's just it's, I don't know. I I, I don't That's think where it really felt like an '80s movie, though. I felt like, and sometimes not in a good way. Um, just in a they didn't know any better or didn't think they knew any better, I but mean... now we do know better. So. Um, I mean, for that specific yeah. thing, but I think you know, good eighties movies are way better than this. So <laughs> the... No, I I just mean the action movies of that era, like that are big and dumb, and you're well, you're a little bit more forgiving, you know. Yeah, but I mean, you have a tone, you fit the tone, you know, everything mm-hmm. feels like it goes together. Right, right, right. No, I get uh, it. I'm not arguing they do it right, but yeah. it does feel like that was the inspiration, you know. In the same way, like when you watch True Lies, that's just executed better. I just you know where they're playing with the tropes. This, <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, the word I used at the start of this was it's a mess, and I, I do, I can't really emphasize that enough. It feels yeah. like a lot of different ideas hodgepodge together with no clear vision. And you know, this is you know, Patty Jenkins, and Jeff Johns came up with the story, like, so I don't know who to blame for this. Which that, yeah, which the story by credit though, I know from film school means. Kind of, you know, there's bare bones there. Well, yeah, but they both worked on the uh, screenplay as well. They were created the screenplay. Did they? So. Uh, did I miss his name on the screenplay? It's not like four names. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was those two plus another writer or two yeah. for the screenplay. Because well, this is. So I had a friend say that they would love to see the director's cut of this, and I go, "Bro, this is her names." He has a producer credit, a writer credit, a story by credit, and the director's credit. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure this is the movie Patty Jenkins wanted to make. You know, for all warts and all, which is a little bit troubling, but. Well, I still that, was, like her that was the thing. I, I think after Wonder Woman, which has a really bad third act, right? But otherwise was welcomed fairly positively. I think we came out of that going, well, she probably had her hands tied by the studio to do some generic mm-hmm. things. So yeah. it's as good as it is because of her, but the problems are probably the studio's fault. I'm not convinced of that now, having seen this, no. because I feel like she had more control in this one, which makes me think that maybe the studio actually kept her in check in the first yeah, one a little which- bit. Which, you know, she is doing the Rogue Squadron movie, and I know how, yeah. you know, Star Wars is with their stuff. And, you know, Rise of Skywalker, notwithstanding, um, because, you know, things have happened with that one. So I feel like her, we'll know. If that third act falls apart in that movie, we'll kind of know well, by that and, point. Well, no one Wonder Woman you know? 3, because I just saw it, it tweeted out just before we started. Apparently, the Warner Bros. are fast-tracking Wonder Woman 3 with Patty Jenkins oh, coming boy. back to direct. Maybe- Maybe they don't need to fast track it. Maybe they need to stop and think about it. Yeah, before. stop and think. Yes. The, the, after some of the tropes in this, I don't need to see a Doctor Psycho done by this team. I really don't. Because that uh, could be honestly, given the scene set in Egypt, I'm actually really worried about Black Adam now. So, I would be, but I I don't know. The Rock tends to be a little bit more careful about his projects. Does he? So He's been in some shit. Yeah. Yeah, but not that it's been <laughs> as problematic. Maybe you know not problematic, I mean? like, but he's in some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because like, I said that I, I had a thought that after seeing what they did to Barbara Ann, and she's an archaeologist, I'm a little bit worried about Carter Hall and Black Adam now. Just because, is he going to be a geologist too? Like, is this <laughs> what we're doing now? We're, we're baiting and switching. All the cultural sciences are one and the same to Hollywood. Hey, kids love gemstones. That's a big thing. <laughs> yeah, toddlers. I mean, I did see Uncut Gems a year ago today. I do know that. Hey, that's a better movie than this one. Well, of course. That movie, <laughs> I went from watching that movie, leaving the theater, felt like I had ran two miles. Because my heart was going so I hard. Know. So, it's so it's watching this on the couch and being happy that it was over, because the third act just unravels so hard. I was like, okay, cool, it's, it's over. 
I don't know. There's, there's something, you know? there's some sort of whiplash you get mentally when you see a movie that has mm-hmm. Adam Sandler in it, but it's actually really good. You're like, what? What? What's yeah, happening? Like, <laughs> don't act like you don't love Billy yeah. Madison, Pete. <laughs> Sand- Sandman can bring it when he wants to. <laughs> Sandman. <laughs> hey, t- Timmy, did you like Hoobie Halloween? I kind of loved it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh. It's not good, but yeah. I had a lot oh, of fun. No. Yeah, you oh, no. You know what you're, get- you're getting into. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I-, I didn't watch it, but oh, no. Yeah, no, Pete, don't, because I know how yeah, you're going to feel about it. it. Okay. No. Okay. I, I didn't want to see it, but then I was like, people talk kind of positively about it they need to watch it yeah, yeah, and yeah. I enjoy all it. right well to keep this on track to keep this on track back to wonder woman uh as far as ethanol spoiler free uh hans zimmer does the music he actually doesn't use the main theme that much which is good because it sucks uh what's notable though and i'll talk about it more in spoilers because the scene it accompanies is very spoilery but it's really interesting to me that uh adagio and d minor i think it is but it's, it's a track from the sunshine score which was then used Ooh. in Kick-Ass and was then used in an episode of The Walking Dead. It, it's basically it becomes something that movies and TV just use as if it's a song, but it's actually a score, it's, you know, and it's used in a big scene in this, and I actually smiled as it started to play, because I'm like, oh, I like this track. And it's just kind of weird how it's become which, adopted which by... Which scene was that in? I can't say. It's full spoiler. Okay. It's, it's a spoiler scene, okay. Okay, big spoiler scene. Uh, so, um, so yeah, I, I just think it's funny that some people might leave the theater thinking, oh, that was a good bit. Hans Zimmer did a good track there, I guess. Like, well, Hans Zimmer's great, but that wasn't his. <laughs> that, that track yeah. was not his. You know, uh, I, no one's leaving the theater singing that. Shut up. Yeah. How do you? Well, not in 2020. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I I did notice the, the, the guitar and drum solo mm-hmm. of her of her theme was toned down. Um, but yeah. That, that was refreshing because it's all over that first movie mm-hmm. and it's like nails on a chalkboard because it does not fit World War One at but, all. Well, I think what's funny is that Hans Zimmer's the one who came up with that. So it's interesting to me that he's the one who toned it down and said, no, 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 too much it, of this. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's what I, I thought it was not in the best taste when they started playing uh, WAP during the final battle. But what are you gonna do? Uh, there was a lot of water involved, though. Jimmy. <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Well, I think we're about to. That's dive... a, that's like a popular song of the kids, Pete. I'm sure you. Yes, yes I have oh, no Pete, idea. I have no idea. About no, it. Pete, listen to that on on full loud so the neighbors hear it. Like he, yeah. he loves. Hey, it. I found out today, Matt, that Tim still rips music off of his CD so he can put it onto his his MP3 player or yeah. phone or whatever. Yeah. Do what you do. What makes you happy, bud? <laughs> Hell yeah! Now, see, Matt's gonna be Matt's gonna be. I mean, uh, Matt, I'm sure you agree with this. Like, I mean, <laughs> I oh, I'm similar to you, where like I'm still listening to like my same like newfound glory CDs from high school. So like, I'm not oh. gonna. I don't want to buy it again. <laughs> I'm wearing that glory shirt right here. Like, right, yeah. oh, no, 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 Matt. No, the question, the question is not: Are you still listening to the same albums? The question is: Are you still listening to the music from that same desc, that same actual CD that you had in high when school? I'm in- when I'm in the car, yes, because I still have oh, a CD yeah. player. Okay. All right. All right. So, all right. If I have it, yes. Or if like my Bluetooth uh, connector dies and the battery's dead, then yes. Okay. But... All right. Just check. Anyway. Yeah, we're not. We're not all Patreon billionaires that can just like buy the same <laughs> the... album over and over again. Can't Sometimes. have one Zimmer come to our Tim, house. And... No one yeah. buys albums anymore. <laughs> it's all just streaming for a monthly price. Um, no, people buy records and then use okay. them as art on the v- Okay, v- vinyl has been a comp. The hipsters like their vinyl, yeah. okay? But, like... Cassettes, so- too. 
No one, no, no one plays cassettes. Everyone hates cassettes. <laughs> Shut up. Pete, real quick, Pete was having a discussion yesterday about his his Blu-rays yes. suddenly not working, which then made me remember on one of the shows I listened to, the guy talks about how he watches old '80s horror VHSs, and I'm like, wait, how do those have a longer shelf life than a Blu-ray? Well, I think makes sense. I mean, it depends if you watch them because they do wear down. The more you watch them, the more the picture yeah. goes. So they do have a shelf life. It just depends on how often you're watching. <laughs> yeah. And how how blurry uh, you're willing to let it go. All right. Uh, a weird thing I was oh, thinking of, uh, and then <laughs> this will be the last thing on the topic. But like, yeah. I, I was thinking about the other day about how when I would like walk, you know, to the bus stop uh, to school, how I used to listen to like a portable CD player and just mm-hmm. like, I, I was just thinking about like. How are my pockets that big that like <laughs> you know that you could fit like a, it was like that like, <laughs> this man the phone, which is so <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I yeah i remember yeah. the jacket pockets being quite big probably probably intentionally yeah. to accommodate such devices that yes. people had yeah um okay so that's we're going to spoilers I'll, I'll thank our patron producers before we go to the spoilers though so thank you All to right. tyler hess and the palaceas david sharp born now al treisman christopher moy brett williams and david brown Thank you to you guys. Uh, they are all twenty dollars or more at patreon.com slash TV, where you can go yourself and support us for as little as one dollar per month and help keep all the content coming. You get early access to some stuff, you get some bonus episodes, uh, some of that stuff's at the five dollar tier, so on and so on. But go and have a look and see if you're interested. You can also support us for absolutely free by hitting the like button on YouTube, rating the podcast, you know, commenting, all that good stuff. Uh, so please do uh, you know, support everything. Thank you. Mainly. Moving support. on. Spoilers. Full spoilers. I I wish for a spoiler wall. Spoiler wall. The spoiler wall has been breached. We're now beyond the spoiler wall. Wait, what happens if I take back my my spoiler wall wish? Um, no take backsies. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right. So- I, I saw someone on Twitter that that said um that like uh. I, I couldn't get this out of my head, but they, they said uh, when someone says I renounce my wish, it sounds like something like Seinfeld would say. Like, and then like, <laughs> so I kept thinking of that like tone every anytime any anyone ever said it. Like, I renounce my wish. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it sounds it, to me that's more of a Costanza thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, could, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Believe <laughs> it or not, George isn't at home. Okay. Um. So. I mean, I mean, first things first, uh, with the spoilers, I guess. Uh, I mean, t- t- I had to edit out Tim mentioned the flying scene earlier. Uh, yeah. So... <laughs> I realized that was such a <laughs> big well, reveal. No, I was, I like it as a spoiler because, to me, whether or not Wonder Woman can fly is so 50-50, depending on which comic era you're reading. Or, like, cause, like, does she fly in the animated series? I can't remember. But sometimes, so. sometimes she does and sometimes she doesn't. So I wasn't sure if the movies were going to go there. Yeah. And this is the big thing. She learns to fly in 1984, but apparently has forgotten how to do that come uh, Justice League and Batman <laughs> v Superman time. But whatever. That said, the scene in which she learns to do this, where she sort of like jumps into the air and the sunshine music starts playing the uh, Adagio in okay. D minor. Uh, I think that's what it's called anyway. Um, uh, that is legitimately one of my favorite scenes of the movie because it's just a beautiful moment and the, the, everything's so blue, the colors are vivid and she's flying in her outfit. It feels like a really nice moment where she's learning to fly. Um, and I, I thought, oh, I really like this scene. It's one of the few moments in the movie where I forgot about everything I hated and just enjoyed the scene because I thought it was really well done on its own. Uh, that was about uh, it, I, th- I think. <laughs> I thought it looked pretty bad. I could tell it was fake. <laughs> 
happen. <laughs> let me let me just say, um, I know she works at the Smithsonian, mm-hmm. but like when you work at the Smithsonian, can you just go borrow planes from the Smithsonian? Well, that's uh, that's what I was getting at earlier when I said there's something so stupid where this plane from years decades ago is fueled up and ready to yeah. go because <laughs> i i know from going to air and space museums because if, if you ever are in the area the san diego one is fantastic but <clears throat> all of those planes are not air savvy like they i don't think not any of them can fly anymore yeah they're not functional so, yeah 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 so like and not only that but um it's cool we got the invisible jet Right, like. Well, that that was the, that felt like having their cake and eating it too, where they wanted to reference yeah. the invisible jet, even though they were going to have a fly. Because typically you don't have both, because yeah. there's no need to have both the flying and the invisible jet. You have one or the other. Right. Right. Um, right. So, and as a really pretty scene when they're flying through the fireworks and the invisible jet, mm-hmm. it's really hypnotic. Whatever. Uh, it felt a bit right. unsafe to me to fly through yeah. fireworks. But, you know, <laughs> I, I I mentioned that too because I've always wondered what fireworks are like from above. Mm-hmm. Like when if you are flying on New Year's or or the fourth here, like what does that look like? But fireworks <laughs> are all tiny explosions. By the way, did anyone else would... not not even realize? Because it almost came out of nowhere for me where the fireworks starts yeah. goes. Oh yeah, it's the fourth. I'm like, is it? <laughs> yeah, that was never sure. brought up before. Did they mention that? Okay. <laughs> um, oh well. Um, but no, I I really did think it was cool. I think they did the invisible jet pretty okay, but it looked alright. Yeah. That, but at that point, if she can, if she can fly, I don't understand. Like you had to have your pilot boyfriend take you to Cairo. Oh, she can't fly yet. She'll, she'll she'll learn to fly later in the movie. Yeah, I know, but like just because she's inspired, she's inspired weird. by his advice. When he talks about what it's like to fly, <laughs> that's what inspires her later to try it. I mean, she has a she has a demigod. She has the daughter like, of Zeus. There There's some complaints to be had here, right? Uh. First of all, the, the biggest complaint with Steve is not even Steve himself. It's the fact that Diana sexually assaults an innocent man who is not aware that he's been had sex with. Uh, and even at the end of the movie, she even meets this man. Because that's the thing. Steve doesn't come back in his own body. He possesses some other dude, right? It's just some random now, guy. Yeah. Now, I, I, I think I missed this. Like, did she make a huh? wish for this? Yeah, it's, it's implied at the start of the movie that she, when she holds the, the wishing rock, before she realizes that it's real... And someone says, what would you wish for? And she says, I know what I'd wish for. She's holding it. So the implication oh, is that okay. moment she wishes for Steve to come back. Um, okay. it, I'll be honest. It's a, it's a bit <laughs> movie logic to me that it's been like 70 years or mm-hmm. 60 years it's been. Uh, and I get that she still remember oh, and remember Steve fondly and miss him. But the fact mm-hmm. that she's this still like heartaching over him like constantly 60 years later yeah. is a bit weird and a bit far-fetched, yeah. I think. She did establish Trevor Ranch, I guess. Or did she go to his? Is that his family ranch? Did she establish that? Like, I yeah, don't, yeah. I'm not really sure. So, so but, like, yeah, the photo of her, yeah, Trevor Ranch. Which, yeah, which is fine. Yeah, but you assume that's like 1929 or something like that, like back. Right, and that, that's what I mean. Like, I thought that would have been like her. At the ranch is like, okay, I've said goodbye to him, and now I can move on. And you know, yeah. um, but no, but it did give us. I in that when when he does come back, I hate how they do it because. There's no reason to do it like that. It's a magic rock. Like, unless they were right, getting right. at the monkey paw of it all, because, I mean, I picked up on that. Like, I, I haven't seen Wishmaster. So when I saw Pete on Twitter being like, oh, didn't realize Wonder Woman 84 was just uh, a Wishmaster. Oh, we'll, we'll get to the Wishmaster stuff. I'm yeah, going to yeah. keep that as a separate topic. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, 
So maybe because the monkey paw of it all is she gets him back, but not him exactly. She gets his essence, yeah. and that's who it is. Um, it was just it was. I it still was, don't understand because he could just disappear at any time. It was part of the monkey paw thing. It was weird know? from the get go that he was possessing someone else, but then when they mm-hmm. wake up together, it's like wait. You did use some innocent man's body for sex here without yeah, his knowledge. Yeah. It's it, you know yeah. it's, it's not like that dissimilar. It's not a good look. Yeah, like and it's never addressed. No one ever acknowledges that they kind of use some guy's body for this, even if he's never going to remember or know that it happened. It's still kind of it's like it's a weird it's a weird supernatural gray area that's just murky. I yeah, I think like it's it, it just feels like yeah, probably safer just to not even go there like it, it yeah like you kind of said before like it, it does feel like maybe something that you would see like in an 80s movie or something where maybe you know people weren't as like conscious about that wouldn't... stuff but someone had to have thought about it you know yeah and <laughs> why, why, in... why wouldn't he just appear in his own body i don't understand why he has to possess someone i don't understand yeah. that either and that's that's why i'm trying to think of the monkey paw at all to where like sure she gets him back but not fully all the way but again there's better ways to do it so it's one of those questions where like you guys had I'm but, sure there's better options you could come up with. Besides, they, they do a whole montage of him dressed, you know, dressing him up in '80s clothes, right? And it's maybe just funny little montage, and it's meant to yeah. mirror the fact that she had the, the dress up montage in the the twenties, mm-hmm. right? Or the other twenties, the nineteen, you know, during World War One, yeah. right? And right. so you want to do that, like, so why not just have him show up in his like uniform that he was wearing at the end of the first mm-hmm. movie, and have that be one of the reasons why? Oh, we have to get you a change of clothes because you look yeah. like you're walking around like a soldier Almost? from 1917. Yeah. So, so for me, how I would fix this is it's a simple. She wishes for him to come back. But the thing is, he's going to have to go back to the point where he dies to reset <clears> the time, right? So yeah. she has this existential dread that she knows that she can't be with Steve forever because he's going to have to go back to World War One, <laughs> you know, and I mean, sacrifice himself. I, I wouldn't have him at all. There, I think it's a mistake to bring him uh, back. Uh, yeah, but I don't think he adds how, it into the movie. Gonna know, how are we going to know that Steve Trevor loves fanny packs? <laughs> oh yeah because we needed that and by the way all the fish out of water it. stuff was not like it's, it. it's old hat at this point like him mistaking the, the the bin for like modern art like just i don't know i groaned in the trailer when that joke was made i groaned here i i was okay with it because i i liked chris pines like he has this charm and just this innate like ability i feel as the steve driver that he didn't get to have really in the first one so i liked it i, I mean i liked the, the whole thing i think when he looks at the train as it's coming by, I thought it was cool, but I was like, wait, he had trains in the 1910s. <laughs> sure, it didn't look like that, but you know. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I, I get why a modern subway train would look futuristic mm-hmm. to someone who was just to, like, old yeah, yeah. oil well, steam engine trains, you know? <laughs> right, and so, and I thought about it at the time difference. This would be like us just suddenly appearing in, in 2090 and being, you know, aghast at, at everything, you know? So, <laughs> But I thought of it like that. I was like, okay. Movies and eat in public. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Uh, so 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 to to to, to bring this back around to uh, I guess just Stephen, or or actually, I want to go back to sexual assault. Unfortunately, there's more. There's (laughs) more to be said on the subject. Unfortunately, were were you guys aware that every man in the '80s was just a horny monster that would take advantage of a woman? (laughs) Well, that's not why I was any chance. Where I was going, but yes, that was a bit of a trend in this movie. But the specific example that we have to talk about here that is a bit odd. So Barbara Ann is walking home from her dinner date or lunch date with with Wonder Woman, right, with Diana, and this drunk guy starts harassing her, 
And there's nothing wrong with this scene on its own that much. It's a bit cliched, but other than that, there's nothing actually wrong with yeah. it. Where he kind of starts to grab at her, Diana shows up and throws him, you know, across the, to the, the bench or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, she saved the day, no biggie, right? It's a typical scene. Um, Later on, when Barbara's starting to get her super strength and she's starting to be more, because she wishes she's more like Wonder Woman, right? Um, mm-hmm. And there's a scene where she's like strutting around and we've been done all the cliches of her taking her glasses off, walking around, everyone thinks she's sexy now, whatever. There's a scene where she's walking through the street all high and mighty and she passes this same drunk guy. And she recognizes him, turns to him, and then he kind of recognizes her. And he starts to kind of confront her again uh, and starts to get gropey again. And this time she kicks him away. The problem here is that her her kick here that, that shoves him away, like halfway down the street, is not really any more forceful than what Diana did earlier on when she was protecting her. And yet, for some reason, the score goes as if like she's evil now. She's just hit a sexual predator across the street. She's evil. I'm like, why is the music telling this is this is a bad guy? She just a bad guy on his ass it'd be different like see if she went too far and she was like like going all michael myers and putting her thumbs in his eyes and that's why i thought (laughs) the cheetah thing like this is part of her wish that the dark side of it is like it's just powers corrupting her and that's what makes diana different with her powers right um and we didn't even get any of that like there's none of that like what drives her to become more brutal I just, I don't know. I thought, was, I thought it was very misguided, uh, the way it portrayed think, that scene. Yeah, and, well, I think, uh, Pete, though, like, I, I agree, yeah, the music is, like, telling you that she's evil by me. I think, you know, uh, the character's doing it as well, because, like, it's not like she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe what I did. Like, she's looking at him like she wants to kill him. Like, she yeah. has but a very evil just look. Because like, this is the second time in, what, yeah. oh, totally. four yeah. days? I mean, that this dude... You know. Yeah, it's understandable for a start that she does sort of feel this level of hatred for him. But yeah. I think too that just sort of extends into the problem where she does kind of become really murdery looking, like very quickly with almost no arc. It's just like all of a sudden, right. and I guess yes, they're trying to do this thing where she's losing her humanity. That's the price she's paying for having these powers, which could be a way to do the cheetah thing where you're trying to fight for humanity to come back the problem is though is that the wish because it's such a monkey's paw thing it's not like in the comics where her humanity's still in there and can be appealed to because of this this magic stone has done this to her her humanity is literally gone it's more it's more like angel on the hit television show buff of the vampire slayer oh, when he loses <laughs> when he loses his soul it's just physically not there so until the, the spell's been you know, rescinded the right. humanity's just not there it's gone uh so it's i don't know a bunch, bunch of weird elements like that and i mean we've basically talked about every cheetah scene at this point because after this she's got <laughs> well and that's that's the main problem so when she finally <laughs> does become cheetah it's not fulfilling because there was no setup about her even like she's nope. i want to be an apex predator again oh. that could literally be anything she could have become orca she could become killer Croc. <laughs> i also There's so many apex yeah. predators that aren't cheetahs and it also that- breaks the rule of the movie because the movie is very specific yeah. about how everyone only gets one wish but and yet somehow she seems to get a second wish that turns her into a cheetah which just on a visuals perspective uh, forgetting the bad cgi looks far too colorless it looks like she's gray yeah. as opposed to you know yeah. ginger which is supposed to look cheetahs, like, yeah cheetahs aren't there yeah so uh. and like you know i i don't i hate to be like oh well this is what they should have done or here's how you fix this or whatever but Go it seems it. like 
do it. Cut them all well, no, down, it, Tim. Go on. It, it, it just seems like this would have been an easy fix where, like, you know, all you had to do was, like, have something, you know, with her at the beginning with, like, a, you know, cheetah statue and be like, oh, you know, there's a, a god that I'm interested in that's, yeah. like, you know, the god of cheetahs or, like, you know, yeah. You know, just, like, well, something like that to have some setup. Right. And that's Barbara Ann in, in yeah. any type of origin in the comics is she has a knowledge of different gods or cultures or whatever. And that's how she ends up becoming this half cheetah woman and then blames Diana. So again, if, if she could turn around and blame Diana for her becoming this monster, I would understand the rage that she has towards her versus here. It's just like, I'm a bad guy now. Yeah. Her entire motivation in the back half of the movie is that Diana's trying to reverse the wishes. Therefore, she'll lose her power, so she shows up to protect Maxwell Lord, and she just shows up and fights Diana, and that's basically it. That's the whole thing. Which, by the way, did we have to do the trope? Which I, 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 you know, I'm not even going to call it a trope. I actually typically quite like the story of the superhero losing their powers and getting them back. It's, it is old hat, but this yeah. movie does it so nonchalantly, it's almost like a side thing, that I, I kept forgetting she was losing her powers. Well, it's so nuanced because it, it starts with the she can't break the lock when they're breaking mm-hmm. into the hangar that they're going into, which I thought, okay, that's weird, because they never overtly talk about her losing her powers like that. Yeah, it's like... It's just kind of, you know, it, yeah. Yeah, like, it was kind of lost on me. Like, I didn't really understand that's what was happening. I thought she was just having some trouble with some mm-hmm. things until it, they were very specifically like, oh, no, this, you're losing your powers. I was like, oh, oh, oh that's... Yeah, it wasn't until she... Because okay. she gets shot, and then she kind of fairly acknowledges that, wait, this is not supposed to affect mm-hmm. me as much as this. So... So was it that the 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 dreamstone was sapping her actual power and giving it to Barbaran, or no, is it I, no, her wish it, for bringing Steve yeah, back? It, like, it, what is it tied to? It's just the direct yeah. monkey's paw of that's what she's given up for Steve because she gets her powers back as soon as she gets rid of Steve. As soon as she rescinds her wish, which because that's, that's the thing is that anyone can rescind her wish at any time. Apparently, is that all they have to... my wish? Yes. Um, she, you know, there's that scene where she sort of leaves him behind and runs off, and that's when she goes to the flying mm-hmm. scene, and it's you know it's. Like, and then the the actual guy in his body appears and goes, "Hey, what's happening?" Yeah. Hey, hey you Wonder Woman. <laughs> what? Why is he from Brooklyn? <laughs> I don't know. No, why not? <laughs> uh, in the, I think in the credits he's listed as handsome guy. So, like, <laughs> sh- why why isn't handsome guy from Brooklyn? Yeah. He dresses like uh, a pirate. Like, and they there's that. Why not like throw in like a little reference, like make it Guy Gardner or something that like uh, <laughs> Matt would have exploded, I, I and I mean sexually. And then they, oh. I mean, <laughs> but see, they had already ruined Cheetah, so why not ruin <laughs> Guy Gardner at this point? Yeah. You know, like Guy Gardner was just a body that Steve Trevor inhabited once uh-huh. for sex, and that was that's all he ever had in the DC universe. Hey, they, 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 he, they killed... he carries that around as a as a thing because he remembers now. He's like, hey, I, I kind of slept with Wonder Woman one time. Hey, hey, like, Matt, hey, shut up, they bird. killed off Jimmy Olsen without even naming him in one scene in I... Batman v Superman. So it's not like this universe is uh, known for I treating know, all its characters with respect. I know, but um, yeah, Cheetah, that whole thing just it bummed me out because again, I knew it wasn't going to be you know, my ideal cheetah origin, but I thought it would be mm-hmm. close because there's pieces there from the trailer. Again, yep. the Barbara Ann, what have you done? Like there's a, a tragedy there or even like, I kind of wanted a werewolf style transformation Ooh, to cheetah. Yeah. 
Well, and actually, we yeah, I, I thought of that because I was thinking that, okay, if you're going to do a gradual thing where you can see she's starting mm-hmm. to change throughout the movie, which you could argue that she, I mean, I think her hair does change color slightly at one point, but that's about it. A little bit, and yeah. like her eyes get a little bit darker, but, but like, yeah. her full-on kind it's of nothing. cat eyes when but, she gets but angry. There's never any, like, fun, there's never any sort of deformation no. or anything like that, right? And I was thinking, like, okay, you probably could do a sudden transformation if you actually show us a Jekyll and Hyde style scene where she yeah. becomes Cheetah, right? If you do the, you know, like a werewolf transformation, like if you do like uh, American Wolf in London, do that scene, but with her becoming Cheetah, like right. that would at least make sense that when, because the way it is in the movie, Wonder Woman shows up to the fancy secret island that has this big special satellite that Maxwell, this is so freaking 90s right uh that's all plot but she shows up at the island and she's just already this right. cheetah monster for no reason yeah i mean uh yeah. we'll we'll get to that later but i think it's so funny how uh yeah like maxwell lord finds that out he just happens to be in the like the president's office and like as he's walking out he goes oh, what's oh. that <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you're right <laughs> also not not to jump to the end but when max does go back and he just wanders into the white house to look for his kid i'm just like wait the kid just hangs out in the white house grounds <laughs> what the hell, guy? I mean, yeah this movie like again i liked it more than you guys did right up until the third act i guess you could call it like once the max lord stuff really starts hitting we go to the island and they mess with cheetah and it's just the fight's not even that good and i thought she drowned her at one point you know, and then yeah. the whole back forth thing where he starts glowing, and I'm just like, <clears throat> this has become every superhero trope I don't like. Yeah. Because I was kind of having fun with a also, lot of the stuff to this point. Did it kind of sound like Wonder Woman was killing Cheetah because she said, I'm sorry before she electrocuted her, but I then she I was just, and, and then she was just fine, like immediately. <laughs> or, or if she had given her, like, you know, CPR or something. So it shows like, she still cares for the woman that is the monster. Oh, and, that's and, Diana. And there's no you ending. Know? I mean, she turns back into Barbara Ann, but there's like no real ending. All she does is like sort of set up and look at the sunset. Like that's it. That's the entire ending of Cheetah's story in this movie. It's nothing. <laughs> now she's chasing that that high of becoming a Cheetah woman. She needs it. <laughs> um, well, that's the other thing. Even though neither of the villains die, so they might be back in three. Although, given they're probably a time jump again, probably not. Um, it does feel like we're still stuck in this this 90s attitude of villains can't be reoccurring. They have to just be one and done, and that's a very 90s Batman movie thing that I hate. Yeah. No, it, it yeah. is, and they and one gets more precedent over the other, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, and so we get way more development for Lord, but it is, uh, for Max Lord, but, but it still isn't even that good development. Like, it's, no. <laughs> you know, but we got Simon Stagg, so that was cool. I did like that they it's just a little but tiny I, thing. I, but I, I just, hurt. yeah, I appreciate it. It's part of just like a universe thing in the background. I yeah. like that Simon Stagg and Stagg Industries was right. there. That's nice, right? right. I, 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 did like that. I don't think I recognize him. Oh, it's so, a DC thing that's around. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's an evil like CEO type when you need it. And his yeah. his son-in-law is Metamorpho. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, uh, yeah so, so, so most recently, that, most recently he was in the Terrifics. Yeah. Yeah. like, so, so the fact that like, that was the guy that was bankrolling the company, which I still don't understand how Max Lord was working it. He was like, uh, can, see, before we move on, I just, I just really... compare it to 90s Batman movies just made me think of something, like a, a yeah. statement that I want to say that's really sad, but I think it's true. I think Poison Ivy and Batman Robin is a better Poison Ivy than the Cheetah is in this Wonder Woman movie. Well, she is. <laughs> no, she is, because she is Pamela Isley that gets butt through tragedy 
through the green and, and or as plant powers as goofy as as goofy as it is, yeah. it is 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 overplayed for the the, the silly sexuality as it is. It's still yeah. more poison ivy than this cheetah is cheetah. Yeah, so yeah, I, she's yeah. Go ahead. I I got a question. The um the uh, Max Lord's company was it like black something? Black gold, but with this with double C's instead of a K. Yeah, and was that like a reference to something? Like I kept thinking. I don't think so. Like I don't know. Like and it I, made me think of like blue and gold. From Justice League. I, I, I feel know, like it like, probably is a reference just because I believe that Johns will pull from the weirdest, most obscure yeah, well, places. He did notice, which it did get a reaction from me when Diana said, Yeah, we need like guardians of hope and love. And I was like, Ah, that's a Johns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's a Johns thing right there. Um, but yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up this black gold because I still don't understand how that uh, company worked because he was going to be like, Yeah, you give me your money. And I'm going to invest in oil, and then we'll all be rich. Which, again, was... The thing I appreciated most about the movie was it was this take on the cultural excesses of the 80s. Like, when mm. we look back on it, with the whole Wall Street thing, and, like, it's... it's yeah. The beginning scene with her, where she's going through D.C., and, it, like, to, to, people to, are just kind of... To boil that down what? into just sort of the core theme, that I think I actually like that the movie's trying to do, although it fails miserably. Mm -hmm. Is the whole idea that all of that is about deceiving people and convincing us of something that's not true. So the idea of the theme of the movie being truth, and the idea that the whole the whole ending right. is that one has to convince everyone that only truth is important, and that's what the the, the, the prologue scene. Because you, you, they, they want Hippolyta back for a scene. They want uh, uh, what's her face from uh, House of Lies back for for scene. Yeah, well, Matt, you may score. You may score. You may score, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right they want them back for a scene so i feel like every wonder woman movie is going to have a flashback at the start to set up the themes of the movie just so we can see themiscara again which is fine yeah. it's not which I, didn't, but... I didn't find that scene for what it was um i mean the whole point of that scene was you can't take shortcuts which is exactly what max lord wanted to do um so yeah I, I, and, and to tie it ultimately more into the, thought it fit, the theme of the movie but to tie it back in where the key words of the theme is that Taking a shortcut means that you didn't really win, therefore it's not a true victory. And truth is right. important. You know, truth is be all end all, right? Right. Uh so I I hate the gold suit. Um, especially since they set it up as something that could literally survive the armies of everyone on Earth as the as the as all the Amazons evacuated back to Thamascara. But one fight with Cheetah in like a minute meant she had to abandon the wings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't it's know. like the third way like they're giving her like a third option to fly like she can fly by herself in a plane or with a suit with wings so many options yeah, yeah so many wing options um but yeah no that i know the suit was fine but yeah you're right with cheetah just destroying it the way she did i'm just like come on like this this fought the the armies of men with with asteria you know uh so but i do like that anytime wonder woman pulls from like history or, or or a story that feels like history because that feels very much the amazonian myth that they've told us and i hate i hate to keep comparing this to batman and robin and other like movies like that but honestly this outfit is just here to sell more toys at the end and it felt a lot like at the end of those batman movies where all of a sudden they've got different outfits just because we need more toys to sell that's what it felt like because it was just, they had sure. one scene to introduce it and i'm like see if they'd never introduced that outfit i would never have like even thought about the fact that she might need a different outfit at the end. Like, why did she need that outfit when she went to the well, island? I, I almost wish they didn't make it part of the marketing, right? Like, like a surprise. They were so, yeah, they were so gung-ho yeah. about mm. it that it was, I mean, when I went to watch it on HBO Max, it was right there on, you know, the, the thumbnail. 
So it's like, ah, oh, come on. Um, but no, uh, just the, yeah, the whole Max Lord thing kind of, not that it upset me because I, I get it all, but just him becoming a genie still doesn't <laughs> sit well with me. Like, uh, but like, uh, wait, it's also like super weird. Like, his wish was to become the rock. Like, yes. Yeah, so he could. Why would you wish for that? Because <laughs> he wanted the full power of the rock so he could grant people's wishes. Because ultimately, Max Lord wants to be seen as a great man. And he doesn't like, he doesn't start off maliciously. He's not like trying to defraud people. So sure. ultimately, he wants to help people. And that's where the rock comes in, which again, it's this complexity I wasn't expecting. They just kind of don't go anywhere with yeah, it because I was, he starts falling apart. I was expecting it to give him telepathy because that's, you know, mm-hmm. what I typically know of yeah. as having. Right. And it didn't, and I wasn't in love with the whole wish thing, but at least when. But it got to the point where the entire world was starting to be in chaos because everyone's mm-hmm. wishes were starting to come true. Right. I thought, okay, this chaos reminds me of like a Maxwell Lord plot. The idea that he yeah. causes all this chaos because he's like, you know, I was thinking back to uh, what was that story with Amazo? Uh, or not Amazo, sorry, Eclipso. Back in uh, early Rebirth. Yeah. Uh, the crossover. Yeah, Justice League. Yeah. Justice League versus... Uh, Suicide the- Squad. Damn! They could have used the Black Diamond! <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's on Stargirl. Uh, oh, is it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I need to watch Stargirl. Is that in continuity with the movies though? No, no. No. But still, so Tim, I love I love Eclipso just as a concept, which again, okay. this was Eclipso. This was giving people their heart's desire, yet corrupting them. Yeah, so, I don't know if you see that. I didn't even think no. about it until Pete just brought that up. Shoot. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So like how exactly it works, it's like it it, it, just, it feels like overly complicated. It's like, all right, you have to be touching him and then you have to make a wish. And then if you make a wish to him, he gets to like make a wish on you. Or like, what what is it? No, I, I, I think I'm he gets, sure. does, does he get to choose what it takes? Like the monkey's paw side of it, like what, what he gets in return or, and the whole touching thing is kind of weird because they try to like, okay, technically these, uh, the, the signals from the, the, the satellite are touching technically yeah, so they're, they're particles yeah it's a particle is. Beam. which is such like, a, which is such a stretch quite frankly that, that's uh, action movie science yeah that is just I was like, nonsense well, did stretch armstrong right this part but, of you're, but, but you're right Tim, because after he comes back from africa he comes back from egypt specifically he he's in the white house and he makes a white he makes the president like you know wish something and blah 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 and is this specifically supposed to be reagan like i don't know it's a reagan it's a reagan ideologue i mean we got to go with yeah. the because I, I wasn't sure if it's like, oh, no, this is literally the real world. This is Reagan. Or is it like, well, you know, like, you know, in comic books, like, well, we don't want to have the actual president. Yeah. This is kind of a... It's just similar. Whatever. Yeah. Because if so, I was like, why does, like, Reagan look more realistic in Call of Duty than, like, this guy? <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. No, I just I feel it was a Reagan type because they talked about when, when uh, he was talking with the preacher that was in well, there to talk with the president. I, I think... When it's yeah. not a real president, when you just make your own movie version, it's easier just to sort of like have a blanket assumption that we're all yeah. going to at least either respect or like him. I think if you make it actually Reagan, immediately a large portion of the audience yeah. is going to have an opinion on him. Uh, right, true. Right, right, right. So um, that's why you do that. Because you, cause, I mean, unless you want everyone to be like, eh, the president's a bit of a scumbag, which, you know, <laughs> that would maybe get the effect of. But uh, right. so. Um, but yeah, we have to talk about the, the section in Africa, which, by the way, the section in Egypt where. For some reason, Diana and Steve are able to fly back to DC within a day uh, from from Egypt. Like the timeline is all wonky in the travel it, here. It is real wonky, but we got to put uh, homage to Raiders of the Lost Ark, 
with her climbing into the truck and them trying to get to her. That's it. So, There's something very uh, uh, controversial about this scene, this action scene, uh, oh. towards the end of it. Um, and I was un- unfamiliar with this myself. Uh, I've just I've read about this in the past few days. But um, so there was a there was an incident in Israel, I think it was oh, in boy. 2014. And Gal Gadot is a very outspoken supporter of the IDF and right. their, their their general tactics or whatever. Um, but there was an incident where some children were killed in a, a missile attack in a street. So this scene here where Wonder Woman kind of swoops in and saves some kids. And admittedly, the missile is not aiming for them. The missile is shot so she can lasso onto it to get there. But some people have raised the idea that this is a little bit tone deaf at the very best, oh, that this is even here. I, I could see that. But again, it's Wonder Woman saving people. I, I think, Maybe you didn't need to fire the missile. Is, is, <laughs> she could have found it any other way to get there. It's a, it's a bit close to And then on top of that, you have the just the, the generic sort of stereotypes of the you know the, the, the guy that yeah. Max goes to see. He's like, ah, oh, keep these foreigners outside of my borders and all that stuff he says. Yeah, like, that was... Yeah, like, that was strange, and then, like, uh, yeah, like, once he, like, you know, skip ahead, like, once everyone's making their wishes, like, they just have to, like, cut to, like, you know, a terrorist-looking guy wishing for nuclear mm-hmm. weapons, like, I was like, yeah. just why even, like, that, why even have that? You here's know? the thing. That was one of the 80s things I brought up, too, that was, like, I get it in the 80s, yeah. but now, you know, 30 years later, we all kind of know better. Yeah, th- this comes yeah. up a lot with movies where I'll say that, you know, when I watch an older movie that I love, and I'll notice something like this, where it's, it's very kind of problematic, I'm like, I kind of, I don't forgive it for it, but I sort of accept that it's the time, and I'm like, okay, I would never accept this now, but, you know, you just acknowledge it. You still love it for the reasons why you love it, but you acknowledge that there's a problem yeah. here. Um, right. Setting the movie in the 80s is not an excuse to bring back these stereotypes, and it's not an excuse no. to do these things. And it's, it is a problem. It is, and you know, and it's also kind of weird, like because when it's montaging around other people making wishes, there's like a there's a guy who basically wishes that all the Irish people die, or something, or, yeah. or the or the woman wishes that, and then he wishes she has a heart attack, and That's... she's literally dying in the background every time we cut to him. Yeah, that also felt like a little stereotype to yeah. me, because like I like I mean I don't know if he's. Yeah, well, like, I don't know if he's like specifically drunk, but it looks like the kind of thing someone say like, "Oh yeah, like a drunk Irish wife beater," or something. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was like, that's uh, not like I, again, just like, w- why are we opening up these cans of worms? Like, why not just cut to someone wishing for a million dollars? Like, most people would be doing. <laughs> yeah, especially since like, I I don't know, like. Do we really have to ha- go to Egypt for all this? I mean, it, it kind of feels like they they wanted this action scene of like driving down the desert road, right. and oh, they, they just had to... they, they right. just molded it well, to make sure that happened somehow. Well, they, and they wanted the, the image of the pyramids, right? Because you got to mm. know, you know. But again, why not make this Chirac or Kandak uh, or something, or Kandak or any yeah. any of the Middle Eastern fictional that, yeah that DC <laughs> has. You know, and then you can even like sure that doesn't excuse the overgeneralization of certain cultures, but at least it's not Egypt. Yeah. You know? So yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. And that that's again, it's these things <clears throat> that when I see John's name tied to, I'm wondering how much input he actually had. Because it doesn't feel like that's stuff like he I mean, could have changed. Yeah, because you know? yeah, the worry is is like is it, is this because he didn't have enough out input, or is this because he had too much? Is it more right. his fault? Because right. that's that's even because more then, worrying in a lot right. of ways. Because then I read, you know, three Jokers, and it's probably one of the things I've like least from him, and now mm. it makes me wonder here, like, has, has he lost it? 
Does he not have a fastball I don't anymore? Know. I don't know. I, it, it's, oh. it's a weird thing, but I guess a different medium. That said, Stargirl was pretty good for the most part, and yeah. I am looking yeah. forward to it. Well, maybe two. that's taking all of his energy. Yeah. You know, like, who, I who knows? Know. I mean, the fact now that you told me the Black Diamond's involved, now but I Admittedly, that's, that's more of a tease for season two. So but, don't, does, but yeah. still, it's, it's there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's also that's, a character he's very, like, close to. Like, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, so of course that's getting all of his energy, but again, the dude came from movies. Like, he was Richard Donner's yeah. assistant. So, like, he knows better in certain stuff. So, like, that's where I, I kind of I, I, I would, know. I, I would believe that in a movie context, he has a lot more people mm -hmm. to answer to than a TV show yeah. where he's a showrunner. So, exactly. that does make some sense. But at the same um, time, he could be equally responsible for some of this bad stuff. So, either way... Yeah, he could be, right? And, and, and Jason, too. Any I mean, her name's all over this. Oh, absolutely. Too, so she shouldn't be able to get out scot-free. Um, yeah, that... that, that I, yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. weird. I I, so yeah, the Maxwell Lord stuff. I, 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 obviously, it's the fight at the White House with between Wonder Woman and mm -hmm. she's not Cheetah yet. It's just Barbara Ann with super strength. Yeah. But yeah, and I and I did like uh, her telling Steve, "Don't hurt them. It's not their fault." Yeah, you know, which no, is very I uh, Max that. Lordy because he'll take over people's minds. And yeah. the superheroes have to not hurt those people. You know, which I did like. Do, do you wonder? Um, do you wonder yeah. if they avoided the telepathy thing because they were worried it'd be too close to the season one of uh, Jessica Jones with uh, maybe the villain in that? Maybe, or they just mm. have this idea for like an '80s wish thing. Yeah, that, maybe that to me the the wish thing goes more with the theme of the movie of the truth and whatnot. It does. Yeah. Than than well, telepathy. No, but, so we... to be fair though, when Max makes people believe certain things, and then like, truth's still a big factor in that. You could you could, you could, no, you could just change it a little bit to make it work again you, you could change this but again for the theme of the movie i don't think it's necessarily as bad because they still we still got some max lordy tropes here i mean had they had his nose start bleeding i would have preferred it more than his eye with the <laughs> massive side <laughs> or his ear falling off like you know he starts to become a ghoul from you know from stuff so yeah and um, i think it was a little bit weird that like like, I, I like the reveal at the end where she Wonder Woman makes this big speech as he's like standing, you know, mm -hmm. absorbing all the power from everyone making their wishes. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is the reveal that she's got the lasso on the camera, the idea that she's telling the world. She's telling the world mm -hmm. the truth. Uh, mm -hmm. It makes everyone rescind their wishes. Okay, fine, right? I'm, I'm okay with the, the lasso secretly attached <laughs> to something. Uh, also, I know humans, and no human, not every no. human is going to renounce their wish. No, not at all. I mean, I'm close. on social media. I yeah. see the worst of it. So... You would be lucky if you got forty percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you definitely. would be. I mean, no. I mean, some wishes, but they're all bad. Like there was that one guy who wished for a farm, and then it's the bunky's <laughs> paw part was that it just appeared like a bunch of cows just appeared yeah. in the middle of the street. It's like okay, that wasn't a bad. That wasn't a nasty wish. Like he wants a farm. No. That's fine. But it, and again, it takes to the selfish, you know, the excess culture and, and yeah. all this type of stuff. You know, so so again, but yeah. Um, th that whole thing, I I love the truth aspect of Wonder Woman, but I still feel that was a little bit too. It falls, it falls, yeah, it falls flat at the end because it doesn't, they don't earn it, and it feels poorly written oh. and just slapdash. I like the intent of it. I don't yeah. think it actually works. Um, yeah, and that's 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 a shame. Um, uh, is there any bits or things? I mean, we, we, we've not talked about that we should. Uh, just. I did like her going through the pictures. You had the picture with her with old Edda. Sure, I okay, sure. Cool. Oh, actually, I hated that they just go to someone for the research scene where they explain yeah. that this, this 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 stone has destroyed civilizations in the Mind past. You, 
That was weird. She works yeah. at a museum. She works at the Smithsonian. <laughs> Literally any of them, of the scientists that work there, could have been like, hey, I found this thing. Hey, thanks, random research scientist. Like, no, we had to go find this weird dude that lives in a shack. You know? Like, yeah, that was a... There's a, there's an almost, like, fun, good movie in here if you don't let certain things bother you. But, like, it left me going, like, why did you guys do that? Like, there's certain decisions that, like, just sitting from my couch, I feel like you, certain tweaks, and it changes the movie for the better, so. It's very baffling to me when you get movies like this, which, like, you know, I think even someone that, like, enjoyed the movie, I I feel like you'd have to, like, recognize that there is, Mm -hmm. like, you know, very obvious flaws, just, like, you know, in terms of, like, structure and pacing and, you know, and that kind of stuff, like, so, and... And again, it's not like these are, you know, like typical, the people involved, like it's not like typical filmmakers that you think, uh, you know, would deliver something like this. So it's just, uh, I, I don't know, it's very surprising to me. I, on like, the, that, I mean, I don't even know if I mentioned that it's two and a half hours long, yeah, which is far too long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but just on the, on the pacing and the structure, I mean, I talked about Act 1 being super long and it taking tons of time to set things up. Just to put that in perspective, I think when I checked the runtime around the Egypt section, that was like 90 minutes out of the movie. Yeah. Uh, that's how, like, it takes so much time to introduce Steve coming back, to introduce Cheetah and Maxwell Lord going around to all his business meetings and getting... Because without even talking about the fact that there's like a 10-minute section where he's trying to like get to the stone because it's in Barbara's office and they're at a party and he's kind of trying to get there and... And he seduces her. He seduces too. Barbara. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, which again, that's part of kind of for, for Barbara at, at a point because she is kind of that nerdy trope, right? Like, it's there, not that it's right or whatever, or that that's all <laughs> Warner Brother DC movies tend to do, mm-hmm. you know? Like, um, I just, I, but, I, yeah, there's I mean, a full. I'm looking forward to Suicide Squad and Batman because I really yeah. like the directors involved in them. Mm-hmm. But this is confirmed to me that I should have no faith in Warner Brothers DC movies on a, on a blanket state well, because, quite frankly, is- like even away from the Snyderiness of the other movies that have came before now, this clearly proves that they don't have an idea of what they're really doing as a whole and it's going to be case-by-case basis. And this, unfortunately, one that felt like a more of a safe bet because the first movie, yeah. with some complaints, did have was overall pretty good. And... Mm-hmm. I, I I feel like they shit the bed. I I I can't believe like how much of a, a, yeah. a train wreck this like, is. It, it almost makes you wonder what the reasons for pushing it were. Yeah, it's almost like they had a little bit of less faith in it than they thought. So that's why they could keep well, kicking it. So, was, so they couldn't like, at least like improve the CG on Cheetah in the year that it was delayed. Right. <laughs> right. That's not. I, I was gonna make a joke earlier in the McCann world about like so a JJ Abrams produced Superman movie does nothing for you, Pete. <laughs> JJ's movie career has not been the most like I mean it's had some I, pot I highs know. but it's had some <laughs> yes, serious I know. lows. I know yeah. that's why that's why I said it. Which I'm I'm excited just because I want a good I, Superman movie. I I'm holding out hope that I'm going to get one in my I, lifetime. I do feel like, um, and I'm not saying that everyone who said they enjoyed this is is this way. I'm not so don't think this is no. me insulting you if you like this movie. But I do feel there's a very extreme portion of the internet, and I see this with the CW shows a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Is that just having a costume and some character names? is enough to please some people but like, no this is great how yeah. dare you well, bad mouth that's just a hater you're just a hater because yeah, you don't like everything I, that's shoveled I to I you i see this on social media a lot too especially when it comes to star wars there's a contingent of people that hate stuff no matter what and then there's, there's the opposite contingent who because the contingent hates something now they have to love it they have to love everything yeah. and, 
And it's like, well, now you guys are making it hard to have a discussion because, like, I want to talk about this movie and what worked and what didn't work, but all I saw was the most, like, vitriolic, like, this is a terrible movie and I can't believe I wasted time to, oh my god, this is the best Warner Brothers DC movie they've made. And I'm like, (laughs) where's the middle? Because that's where I feel. And even Pete's, where he called it a mess and stuff, I felt like coming into this, I thought he was going to be more positive on it. So at least, Pete, you had nuance in in your opinion on I, it. I like to think you know? I usually do. I, <laughs> yeah, I, so... I, 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 it's, it's, it's a frustrating thing, because... Like, and I want to make this clear as well, because I feel like there's 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 a risk... Now, admittedly, they're fast-tracking three, and mm-hmm. presumably at least enough people have signed up for HBO Max that they're seeing this as a success. But yeah. there was a worry that if one of these movies came out, if Wonder Woman 84 came out, or Black Widow comes out, and I think Black Widow's pretty safe, because it's some, you know Marvel's pretty safe at this point, but mm-hmm. there's a worry that they may, oh, wait, this failed? Oh, well, I guess female superheroes can't work anymore, so yeah. we're talking about... So, I want to make it very clear that yeah. female superhero movies, much like a lot of the male ones that have sucked, should be allowed to have a bad movie <laughs> once in a while and still get yeah. more chances oh. and be made, right? I agree, and it, but see, sure. I feel the reaction to this one is a lot different than the reaction to, say, Captain Marvel. Because I feel there was a built-in people that wanted to hate Captain Marvel for existing, no matter Definitely. what. Oh, Captain Marvel's but, better than this. There's no doubt in my Oh, yeah, mind. yeah, for sure. It, it's a, you know, but that movie still has problems. It has and problems, we be but allowed it's... to talk about the problems, like you just said, with, like, the problems that were in Spider-Man Far From Home. Right? Yeah, I, I, yeah like, I do think with certain movies, there's, like, a contingent of people who yeah. need it to be good because, right. like, because it represents something to them or it's mm-hmm. important to them. Um, and any critique of it whatsoever is... Yeah try to like speak against that and it's not like i think you know for for captain marvel there's people who want to hate it because they're just like misogynist assholes and then right. there's people who won't accept any critique because to them it's like oh it's really important that they finally had a character like mm-hmm. this on the big screen um i think captain marvel is a decent movie uh with some really good stuff but some kind of weird stuff as well um yeah, it's very mid-range marvel movie but like, it's not it's, yeah. but this is a mess this is just a straight up yeah, mess yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, this is this is again like I'd much rather watch this again than have to watch uh, Doctor Strange. And I like Benedict Cumberda- Cumberbatch. I like a lot of the stuff in there. But the movie, just rewatching again before Endgame, just didn't work for me. It has nothing to do with the fact that he's a magical doctor. It's just the movie itself had problems. And I feel here with Wonder Woman, parts of it did work for me. But the parts that didn't work, really didn't work. To the part where it left me like a lot of questions. Where I said, like... Because when you're at home, you can kind of get on your phone, and when you're at the movies, <clears throat> that's what I like that like you're you're into the movie, like you're yeah, not you're forced. To phone whatsoever. Yeah. So for the first about forty five minutes, I stayed off my phone. But as more weird stuff started happening through this, mm-hmm. I I started to go and check some certain things, and it just was like it couldn't even hold my attention that long, which is the, I think a problem. Yeah, the, the, around the forty forty five minute mark, the pacing really started to feel a bit yeah. effy to me. I. I think about halfway through, we stopped uh, to take our dogs on a walk. And then uh, when we got back, I was like, all right, let's finish this up. And then I looked at the runtime. I was like, how do I have an hour left? How <laughs> is that possible? <laughs> well, see, but then there's something like I, I watched Chef this morning. I woke up and I, I've been in a very, uh, very John Favreau mood, you know, after the Mando and whatnot. Hell and yeah. I forgot how much of that movie, because of the pacing, is him before he has the food truck. And, like, it's just, it's paced super well that when it was almost over, I was like, wait, how do I only have 10 minutes left? Right? <laughs> Granted, that's a 90-minute movie. And yeah. it's a big I mean, honestly, special. a big problem with but... modern movies in general is the idea of momentum and pacing, because there's so many movies that feel like they're just kind of, like, you know, sluggishly moving along until things kind of happen. 
Um, and it's a, it's a, it's a lost art yeah. form to a lot of directors for some reason. But it is. Uh, it is. Yeah. But anyway, I feel like we've more or less talked about everything. Uh, we, we uh, oh, we oh, sorry, Tim. Uh, yes. Wishmaster. Well, uh, what about my favorite DC character, Alistair? Oh, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, Mid credit sequence. Okay, yes, yes. Wait, no. I thought you were talking about the kid. Yeah. Yeah, the kid, Alistair. Oh, the kids. All right. Asteria. Asteria is the to who. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So maybe we should have had two characters. It's a very similar name, which yeah. I learned <laughs> after I wrote a script and in, in intro to screenwriting where I had a like a Joe and a John. The teacher was like, maybe give them different names that start with different letters. You know, yeah. That aren't so similar. Joe. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So they had a Linda Carter Carter cameo uh, in the mid credit scene. Sure. I liked it. That was fine. I that was fine. Yeah, um, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, it was a bit of fan service nod, but whatever. It was harmless. Yeah, but um, like, I, I kind of want that sometimes. Like, I feel like when you have no, Linda Carter, I mean, I the think, face of Wonder Woman, she should be involved in somewhat. And I, I, I think a yeah. meta post credit scene is the perfect place for a little mm-hmm. bit of this. Like, a little bit like, of just, it's just a bit of harmless yeah. fan service on its own. Doesn't affect like, the movie that much, you know? No, it doesn't. Or, or if she would have made her her boss at the museum, something sure. like that, where she's not like a, a full on character. Because I, I liked her showing up on Supergirl when she did. Oh sure. You know all the things ago, like that was a lot of fun. So. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Hooey. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. But I would even mention that Max basically gives up because he realizes he wants to be a good father because he's been a shitty dad. <laughs> Which, by the way, like they have like two scenes with him. He's kid. One where he's nice to him. One where he's kind of a dick. And then at the end, it's like, oh, no, I'm sorry. So, which, by the way, is he going to face any repercussions for almost ending the world in nuclear holocaust? <laughs> because need I remind you that while this is all going on, you literally see people at the Pentagon and stuff like, okay, launch the nukes. Russia's launching theirs. Well, and they're getting <laughs> nukes out of nowhere. Like, that's yeah, part of I the plot point that the Soviets realized. They're wishing, yeah, yeah, they're wishing for nukes. Yeah, as you wish. The Soviets, as, <laughs> the Soviets are, are getting like oh they have more nuclear weapons now we have to launch a strike now we have to have a counter strike do you know what i love i love every time i see nukes being launched from russia it's always like in front or behind like a like a recognizable building i'm like really the nukes are there in the city they're not like on the outskirts somewhere (laughs) they're either in the walls of st petersburg or they're at the kremlin those are the only places they're just like a giant bear statue like the head holds back and because the equivalent the equivalent is if it was like launching the nukes in the us if they were coming from behind the white house that's the equivalent of this like Wait, yeah <laughs> i don't oh, believe yeah. so matt no sorry i thought they they came out of uh, the president's eyes on mount washington yeah. <laughs> mount rushmore one thing i want to say what strikes me about our conversations over the last like 90 minutes is how little of it's actually been about wonder woman herself yeah, that's yeah, a shame. It, it definitely feels like... Now... Yeah, go ahead, Tim. Oh, no, it, it definitely feels like an afterthought. Like, a, like at, at first I thought, oh, this might be a... Like, I, I don't know, I, I thought Cheetah was going to be bigger and that it might be a Cheetah-focused movie with Wonder Woman, which I, I think it still worked, but then it really quickly devolves into, uh, you know, the, the Maxwell Lord show, which, I, I don't know, it's, I think it's a very weird choice. But... Cool. I just think Gal's fine as Wonder Woman, but she's not, like next level steam stealing type like sure 
She has but, a charisma, but it's not the same kind of like she's scary movie charisma. Yeah, she's supposed to be the 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 lead though. She's supposed to be the protagonist yeah. of the story, and like her emotional arc is tied completely to getting over her boyfriend from sixty years ago, <laughs> which feels a bit of a stretch in the first place as it is. So ultimately, other than a couple of action scenes which aren't that great, and a couple of moments where she learns something new or has a new outfit. It feels fairly superficial, and you compare that to the. I mean, the first movie has a terrible third act. I hate the third act in the first movie, yeah, but, but she's more of a character. But you, but you compare it to the movie overall, and in the first movie, her presence makes such a change in everyone around her. She inspires this hope and truth and all these things. You know that no man's land scene is basically perfect, and the idea that she has this effect in everyone and her presence does that. In this movie, she's kind of just so caught up in her own jet, like selfishness. I mean, even the first time, like the it's when they do the research scene when it's like, oh, the Mayans like wipe themselves out with a stone, blah blah blah, right? When they do that scene, the first time they mention that everyone has to give back what they took for things to yeah. go back to normal. That's the only way to fix it. She immediately started like saying, "Nah, I don't think that'll work." She immediately tried to talk her way out of it. I'm like, "You're coming off as really selfish right now." Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It just it felt weird to me. Also, as a history nerd, that's not how the Mayans went down. So, sure. like, I take umbrage with that. I mean, I, I just pulled Mayans out my ass there. I don't know if that's who they actually no, said no, no. in the movie. They did. They did say the Mayans, they, okay. They, they basically gave the stone credit for taking out every major civilization, which, because they look through the, you know, the archives, and they can see this, this <laughs> stone. Mind you, they didn't know the stone existed 10 minutes before this. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but yeah. Um, a lot yeah. of dumb movie but, stuff in this. A lot of dumb but movie again, stuff. Yeah, they, they could have... Again, human greed is what caused the end of these empires, and it's tied to the stone because it gives them everything they want. And boom, it's a, it's a fix. Like, I don't understand how this got out without <sighs> any notes. I really don't. Uh, or maybe these were the notes. Strange. If this was the noted version, that's, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. I just got back a copy of the script that said, more wishes. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, just to wrap this up before we get to ratings, I, I did tweet out halfway through the movie that this was basically a Wishmaster reboot to Tim because I thought it was hilarious. Because <laughs> well, well, once it became him like asking more people, and he's like, do you wish for something? And I'm like, this is a Wishmaster scene. This is where Wishmasters yeah. <laughs> try to get him to wish for something. Is, so, wish, so when you guys when we get off before we, we leave, you guys will have to explain Wishmaster to me because I've okay. never seen it. In fact, Connor has seen it. I haven't. I feel slighted, but I also don't know if I need to see it. It's so a fun. It's a fun worry. watch. I have the four disc collection Blu-ray. I'll let you borrow it. <laughs> we'll, we'll get oh, you all oh. wished up. Uh, there we go. <laughs> oh my! See, I'll be honest. I'll, whatever I'm going to rate this now, I would have rated it a whole point higher if after one of the wishes, Maxwell had actually went. I should wish. And like really like serious <laughs> hammy, you know, and he has kind of chewing scenery, but not in that way, not in the maniacal way. No, um, I think I thought he was really good, so I think that would have been a little bit weird had he had he gave that over the top <laughs> hammy, but I probably would have enjoyed it. So. I don't know. I just it was really funny how close to a Wishmaster movie it started to become once he started doing all that. Uh, but like I say, very uh, uh, there's elements of Batman Forever in here, Batman Returns, Batman and Robin, all these, all the nineties Batman movies for some reason are all of a sudden in this movie. Uh, there's elements of Spider Man Three, I think. Uh, there's a lot. Of, I mean, I think the opening sort of fun cheese is a little bit seventies Wonder Woman mixed with Christopher Reeve Superman. And if it had kept on that track, I might have ended up loving it. That's, I thought I, I thought I was going to really like this movie in the opening, that, like twenty minutes. That's the yeah. most I really like the movie. Is yeah. that is the opening in there because she? I feel like she's being a superhero. Yep. And I feel like we don't get that a lot in these movies. Um, Me too. Weirdly enough. Yes. Uh, Shazam uh, does it, though. 
But that's the whole point of that movie. Yeah, it was basically that opening, and then the learn to fly scene now quite late. Uh, but that was, that was yeah. basically it. I like some of the ideas, but there we go. I think we're at time to rate this movie, though. Uh, so, it. Tim, uh, as the non-regular on Comics from the Multiverse, uh, you can go first. What are you rating Wonder Woman 1984 out of 10? Uh, well, first, I just want to say that, uh, you know, in this movie, she works at the Smithsonian, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, I don't know, it kind of seems like she is working at the Wish-Sonian. Um, <laughs> I, knew I that, give that pun I, I knew that was leading to a bad joke. Like, yeah, I can tell by the tone of Tim's voice when he's building up to a bad joke. It just... Uh, but yeah, um, I, I mean, I, I hate to do it, uh, but I, I, I do feel like I'm going to have to go fairly low uh again it's, it's just such a mess i feel like um you know I, I like a lot of the performers in this but i just feel like you know the villains and stuff are just aren't really getting the chance to you know really embrace the characters and do like fun interesting stuff and um yeah like that opening scene is pretty fun but I, again like compared to how much more movie there is it feels like such a, a small piece and then yeah it's just a lot of like stuff that you know doesn't work or is like just weird choices and you know i i feel like a lot of it just doesn't really like look great and uh, i don't know and uh and again i i like wonder woman i like the first movie uh you know but yeah man this just really didn't do anything for me and uh and, and it's not like it's just like stuff that's like yeah this isn't great but i can see what they're going for here it's a lot of stuff that's just like why why was this the choice that was made like why why did they do that yeah uh so i have to i think i'm gonna have to go like 3.5 honestly um and i don't i I still don't think it's like the worst dc movies like i you know i far from it oh batman v superman uh, and suicide squad are both worse yeah exactly Yeah. yeah yeah but um but yeah i mean again like uh, to go from like the first movie, which you said the third act had problems, which yeah, I agree, but I still don't think like it was horrible. Like, but I mean, I think you know the first movie is like a really good example of yeah, like a good DC movie. And then to go to this, it's it's a uh, it's troubling. <laughs> it's troubling. Say. Yes, I agree. It's troubling. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, Matt, what are you going to rate the movie so, at then? This is going to sound completely generous after Tim's score. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I think I did like it more than you guys just up until that third act where it kind of goes completely off the rails and they, they did my girl Barbara Ann super, super dirty. But I'm, I'm still going to give this a six just because, you know, um, I also think that grades are dumb. So anytime, <laughs> I could, anytime I could do this and watch Pete shake his head, uh, I well, do. Well, Connor gave it a seven. Connor is, like, apparently loving the movie. So... <laughs> <laughs> I could have gotten whiplash reading your guys' two thoughts oh. back to back. <laughs> but I think it says something that he is by far the most positive out of us. Yeah. yeah. By far. I mean him I mean him lined up on like Birds of Prey. I don't know how he feels about Shazam because that layabout didn't see it till late. I, know. <laughs> I think me and Pete lined up on Shazam. I like Shazam. Um, I like Shazam. But I was way too nice on Aquaman. But Aquaman's the one that the more I think about it, the more I'm like, geez, that thing was a mess. So <laughs> You know. See, I, I think the difference with that is I, I do think Aquaman is definitely a mess, but I think it's a much more fun mess. Than well, this. that's it. Aquaman is, is me going to Taco Bell going, yeah, I could eat $13 worth of stuff by myself. <laughs> and then course. feeling sick afterwards because it was way too much. And you're like, it was fun while it was going I, on, but now now I, I feel sick. First, I feel like Wonder Woman 84 is like this 
it's a mess in a different way. Well, you know, Aquaman, I wasn't super hot on it at the time. I think I gave it a six when mm-hmm. I saw it. I think yeah. it's probably more like a five or a four point five for me now because it kind of went down in my like. The more I've thought mm-hmm. about it, like the more I think it mm-hmm. has a lot of big problems. I, I, I damn near fell asleep during that final CGI war fight underwater because it was just <laughs> dark and boring to watch. Um, yeah. didn't care about anything going on. But uh, why were we in '84? Like, I think it's a little bit worse still than Aquaman. So, I, I'm going to ignore the eight and just give it a four out of ten. <laughs> so, so I, I think this is a four out of ten, and I hate to say it, I really do. Uh, I, I, I was hoping it'd be good. I, uh, and I, there was reason to think it should be good, but unfortunately, it's kind of, it's, it feels like we're returning to a different era where, like, we're just back in the nineties all of a sudden. It's weird. Um, yeah. So, uh. I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing because, like, I do think there is stuff you can appreciate, like, you know, from those earlier movies. And I do like, uh, and again, I think, you know, Marvel, uh, you know, creates really fun, interesting, connected movies. But I don't think that that has to be, like, you know, I, I don't like it when everyone is just trying to be the same thing. So, no, of course mm-hmm. not. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I like the trying to be different. But again, it's, you know, if it doesn't work, unfortunately. It yeah. Work. It has to be different yeah. and work. It has to be both of those things. Cause, yeah. Because there's always some douchebags in the comments who'll say, well, you, what, you want to just be Marvel? No, I'm not saying that. I want it yeah. to be its own unique thing and good. Uh, we want it to be Blade. No, we don't. No, shut up, Tim. Uh, <laughs> all right. I, I wouldn't mind. I like that first Blade a lot. If you made it <laughs> oh, yeah. this far in the review, uh, put uh, the phrase fanny pack in the uh in the comments um now t- tim's not <laughs> or sorry matt's not used to this part tim will show how, how it's done tim you're going to pose for the thumbnail okay. uh so here we go three two one pose and now matt for his first time is going to pose for the thumbnail oh. uh, the only rule matt is that your head can't go off the top of the screen hold on i, I gotta put my finger in the right spot yes <laughs> you, have to, you have to keep going in it can't be going off the side Ah! <laughs> what are you doing? That's my No, no, I need to be able to cut around your head, Matt. Yeah, I, I think your head can't be cut. You have to come down a bit. There we go. Right. Okay. Right. Three. Uh, have your hand come in towards the middle a bit. Okay. You can't be cut off the side. Right. So in, in, in. No, in the way. <laughs> Matt, we're going to keep doing this until you actually do something that I can actually use. There we go. In a bit, in a bit. Right, down a bit. Right, there we go. Right, that's good. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have to do this with Matt regularly, because Jesus Christ. That was a... You can stop now, you can stop. Right. Right. <laughs> a, little bit, a little bit was malicious compliance. So. <laughs> <laughs> I had like three minutes out of the review. <laughs> All right. I hate to see you as a fashion photographer. <laughs> <laughs> Me? Yeah, in a bit, in a bit, in a bit. Stop being so stupid. <laughs> I get I results. Was a better, I wish Pete was a better fashion photographer. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. That's oh. when his, his face just becomes a camera. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, your inner child is screaming for, for candy. So... Show that passion. Reach for the popsicle or something. I don't know. What are you talking? <laughs> I, about? Don't I don't know. I don't know. I'm missing a football game right now. 
Ah, boohoo. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. That is uh, basically the show. Uh, we mentioned Patreon earlier. Patreon.com slash TV. Uh, do go over there and support us if you can, or hit the like button if not. Uh, oh, do, do both. I mean, you can hit the like button and go to Patreon. The like button's something you can do regardless of what else you're doing. Um, so if you're not used to, obviously this is a bigger movie that we've all done a review for. Um, me and Tim do a horror movie podcast every week called Screams After Midnight, so check out that if you want to hear more of our thoughts and stuff. Um, you also find the sci-fi movie podcast, uh, The Ace, The Atomic Cinema Experiment. And of course me and Matt, along with Connor, on our weekly DC Comics podcast called Comics from the Multiverse, in which we talk about the new DC books that are out every week. Why, were you doing the penguin bat thing from Batman Returns? <laughs> I was I, I was making a, a bird. Okay. Well, like, like the wings on the like the wings on the armor. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> oh, delightful. Um, so check out uh, Comics from the Multiverse. Which, if you're listening to the audio, you're on that feed already. So congratulations. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so hopefully you've enjoyed our rambles and talking in depth about Wonder Woman. Uh, we tend to do this for the big comic book movies when they come out. So the next one, I guess, is Black Widow. Because I don't know if there's anything before then. I don't know. can't remember. <laughs> if it comes out. If it ever comes yeah. out. If, if the movies come back. Uh, but thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we always appreciate it. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz uh, for channel updates and everything else. Uh, but that is us. So thank you once again. Keep watching movies. And if you can get it, it's always nice to have Diplomatic immunity!